After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. And today, we are again the guests of everybody at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey. We're here until 9 o'clock Eastern Time. We welcome everybody listening in the New York, New Jersey area and, of course, around the world. If we had all the JEC alumni listening today, we would have one of our largest audiences ever. We're talking about an incredible educational institution with an amazing number of branches that has been in existence for many, many decades. And we are here again to celebrate in advance of their big event. Their big event is coming up on the 17th of June, their annual gala, which specifically is celebrating the 60th year of RTMA, but of course celebrates the entire uh, JEC uh, educational institution, and that's going to be happening on the uh, 17th of June. We'll speak about the dinner, speak about that great event, and, of course, talk about what's been happening over the last year since our last visit to Elizabeth, New Jersey, here at JMDA. I've got to thank our crew. Thank you, Miriam L. Wallach. Thank you, ZK, who's behind the camera. Thank you, Jamie, and thank you to everybody who is a part of the Nahum Siegel Network making this possible. We're on, of course, Around the world on our uh, app, the NSN app is a perfect way not only to listen, but to comment on the show as well. And if you watch right now, am I right, ZK? If you watch right now at NahumSiegel.com, you can see everything that's happening here, including all our guests who are going to be welcoming. A special shout-out and thank you to Adina Abramoff. How I wish that everybody who participates and uh, prepares us for live radio shows would hand me the copious notes in advance of the show the way Adina Abramov has this morning. We have everything really well organized, a lot of great guests, wonderful people in the field of education, great people here at JEC. And Adina has guaranteed that we're going to be uh, not only enthralled by their conversation, but some of the students have some interesting things they're going to be doing on the air as well, including some award-winning poetry that has been part of the JEC school year. We'll explain all that coming up. So there's a lot happening, a lot going on, and we are glad to be back here at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Today is, as many of you know, a day of unity for the Jewish world. How appropriate that we're at one of the great schools of our community during a day of unity. Uh, I'm sure this is a topic that's going to be addressed in many schools today. Uh, the reason it was chosen, of course, is because the parents of the three boys who were kidnapped and murdered in Israel last year have asked everybody to participate in this day of unity on their yard site. So I figured the best way to start our musical presentation is with Am Echad. More coming up on this day of unity. We are live at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and this is JM in the AM.
Rock B'Yachad, another great song of unity. Thank you to uh, Benny Friedman. Before that, Amechad, done by Ari Goldwag. Uh, we're at JEC today as we celebrate uh, with JEC, RTMA, Bruria, with their students, with their faculty, with their alumni, with everybody who's getting ready for their big dinner. A lot of people associated with JEC, and we'll meet some of them coming up. Um, Adina pointed out something to me that I am just floored by, and I'm sure at some point during the video you'll see this on our website as ZK pans around the uh, the set that we have here today. And that is the amazing poster. We talk about unity, and of course, uh, what's more unifying than the IDF? Uh, a, a poster, a big board, I should say, that's here to my right, to the left of the set, which salutes all the alumni of JEC and the JEC school system that have served in the IDF. And there are uh, RTMA and uh, Bruria and JEC graduates who are on this list. I could read the list, but it's pretty long. And Adina tells me that the list in reality is much longer than this. They keep discovering more and more students. It's on the video right now. You can see ZK's on it. You'll see some of the photos there. Um, more and more students are being discovered, and more and more alumni are being discovered as having served in the Israel Defense Forces. And uh, what what could be more amazing than that? What could a school be more proud of than that? Uh, so that's uh, and and all the way back, by the way, starting in 1962, that's the first alum of JEC who's cited as an IDF member, and obviously going all the way until today. So we salute them. We salute everybody who is um, paying careful attention to what's happening. Uh, in the state of Israel today and every day. We'll meet some of the people who are 
very involved in JEC coming up on a very special day in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Part of their big dinner uh, happening on the 17th of June, in addition to celebrating RTMA in its 60th, uh, is a Siyam Mishnayis, which is going to be taking place that night. It's celebrating 60 years of Torah at the Rav Taitz Academy, as we know it, RTMA. And they're also doing <laughs> they're doing an RTMA's Got Talent competition, which apparently they're right in the middle of right now. They're right in the middle of the whole selection process and the judging and deciding who goes on to the next round and who ends up performing at the event on the 17th of June. So it's going to be an action-packed night, that's for sure, and we'll give you the information, the website, etc., coming up. And obviously uh, all those in the community, in addition to the JEC um, family and alumni, are invited to participate and pay tribute that evening. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. This is a brand-new Modaani as recorded on the Miracles CD by David Perlman and Company at JM in the AM.
in the AM. David Perlman and Company, Modaani, off of that most recent release entitled Miracles. Uh, I want to make sure to thank uh, one of the most important people this morning, who sometimes this category of uh, of uh, special um, uh, guests and key people sometimes gets overlooked. But I don't want to. Ma- I want to make sure not to overlook it this morning. A big thank you to Barry Wachholder of Majestic Catering. Uh, for coming out so early this morning to provide a delicious breakfast. And if you see, if you're looking on the video right now at NahumSiegel.com, you'll see, in fact, it is a delicious breakfast. And uh, for fueling our entire staff and the guests here, we say thank you. So, Barry, a big thank you to you. Majestic Catering, we thank you. And uh, we thank everybody who had a part in making this morning possible. An exciting morning at uh, JM and the AM as we are visiting Elizabeth, New Jersey, speaking with the folks at JEC. Big dinner coming up the 17th. All the details coming up. In fact, we'll introduce our first guest, President of the Board of Trustees, coming up in just a couple of minutes right here at JM in the AM. This is a, a selection from Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. <laughs>
in the AM. Yaakov Shweki, of course, 8 Recode. We're here at JEC early morning on a Wednesday as we uh, celebrate, really, in advance of their big celebration. June 17th is their annual gala. President of the Board of Trustees and JEC parent and grandparent and husband to and father of JEC faculty members and an alum himself. It's Steve Singfer, the President of the Board of Trustees. Welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. A pleasure to welcome you here. So would it be inappropriate for me to ask your earliest association with JEC? Well, I arrived on the scene here in 1968. Um, I was in HYA in Newark. We couldn't get an eighth grade class together. 1968, there were only three of us left. <laughs> and I attended eighth grade and then completed my JEC education in ninth class of 73. So I spent Five years actually studying in the JEC and pretty much the rest of my life associated with the JEC. How does one get to be a president of the Board of Trustees? That's a very special sort of mazel, I would say. <laughs> uh, I am proud to say that I am the first alum to hold the position and I've uh, just been elected to my second term, so they have to deal with me for at least another three years. Dr. Steve Singfer is here. All right, what are your thoughts as we get close to the big event on the 17th of June, the 60th anniversary celebration for RTMA and the JEC annual gala? Well, first of all, I'm just stunned at the fact that JEC, the Masifta has been around for 60 years. unbelievable. Because I was in, uh, I guess, the 13th graduating class, so 60 years seems like a long time. Uh, look back on uh, tremendous achievements we've graduated some really remarkable people from this institution. Uh, we'll be actually recognizing two very distinguished graduates at the dinner, Rabbi Mordechai Tarkarski, who graduated in 1988. Uh, he's the founder of RAGE, R-A-G-E, which is the Russian-American Jewish Experience, an organization that's dedicated to helping young Soviet immigrants acclimate to Jewish-American uh, society. Right, they do great work. Yeah, and another is uh, Rabbi Chaim Strachler, who graduated in 77. He's currently a Rav in Shari Shomayim in Toronto, and we're really proud of the fact that he is... Uh, the only male Rhodes Scholar from the Yeshiva Day School movement that's been produced. And JC has the distinction of having produced two Rhodes Scholars. We have a Brewery graduate right. f- uh, um, uh, from 19, uh, 2007, I'm sorry. I remember making a very yeah. big deal about that. At yeah, the time. so um, that, you know, that's really something that we're very proud of, Miriam Rosenbaum. Right. And, uh, you know, just so many people who've achieved so much over the years. We've got uh, two ambassadors, United States ambassadors who've graduated, Danny Kurtzer and, Mar- yeah, and Marty and Silverstein, also who is, you know, from my days. Um, so really many, many remarkable people have graduated from this institution. Uh, even a few dentists have uh, come out of JC. And, Just a few. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we really we've we've achieved a lot, and uh, I have tremendous hakarasatov. I mean, the, the JC was very good to my family when we came here, and uh, it's provided an education for my four kids. I have two RTMA grads. I have two Buria grads. I now have three grandchildren in attending the school. My wife has been teaching Limule Kodesh first grade for almost 30 years here. Wow. My uh, younger daughter is uh, has been part of the learning lab faculty for the last several years. My son Benji coached varsity ball for the last three years. He had to give it up this year, but uh, all proud alumni. So I have uh, tremendous akarsato for the institution. And that's why I've really dedicated myself to doing everything I can to help us, you know, move forward and thrive in the future. And one of the reasons that the dinner is always packed every year is because of all the people that have a car as a tow for the institution. Happens this year on Wednesday night, June 17th at the Venetian in Garfield, New Jersey, celebrating 60 years of excellence at the RTMA. 
the Rev. Tights Masifta Academy, and of course for the entire JEC schools. And um, I, I guess things are a bit different today than uh, than they were back when you were a student, and you continue to be impressed on an annual basis of how the school grows in so many different areas. It's different, I suppose, but in many ways it's very similar. I think the Hashkafa is consistent with what it was when I was here. You know, it's a Torah-first Hashkafa. Uh, I had a class of, you know, many very brilliant students back in the in, in 73, and uh, the focus still was on Torah-first. We primarily were hoping that guys would go on to schools like Yeshiva University my, my class was actually the pioneer class of people going to Eretz Yisrael to learn for a year. We were the first group. Wow. Uh, it's still the same. I mean, we have, in my class, one boy attended uh, MIT, one went to Yale. Um, I was encouraged to go to YU, the fact, despite the fact that I was valedictorian of that class. <laughs> so, you know, I think that that's still the same. We have a tremendous core of rebellion here, and... Uh, I don't think things have really changed all that much. I mean, you know, there's technology now. There are things that... Yeah, those would be the big differences, of yes, course. Yes, of right? course. But in terms of what the school is all about, I think that the the message has been consistent through the years, and it's something I'm very proud of, and I hope that we are able to carry forth into the future. Dr. Stephen Sinkfer, President of the Board of Trustees, uh, you mentioned some of the honorees who are included on the uh, 17th of June, in addition to the ones you mentioned, Dr. Brian and Shoshana Allen, right? Correct. And uh, Howard and Charlotte Block. Yes. The Blocks, uh, actually, they are, are Leif Tov Awards. Right. They are uh, pioneers in this legacy program where people are being encouraged now to you know, plan for when they're not here any longer and uh, recognize institutions that they are supportive of, such as the JEC and several others that are uh, associated with our, with our federation, and to to make bequests to benefit these institutions when we're not here any longer, and the blocks are pioneers in that, and we're very generous to the JEC, and uh, we're recognizing them for their generosity overall, and that and, uh, specifically. So mazel tov to them and all the honorees that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this unique situation, as we've just described over the last few minutes. Uh, student, parent, lay leader, supporter, Grandparent of students. I mean, as you as you've indicated, you have seen it all, so to speak, right. uh, through all these decades at JEC. Uh, with that in mind, why should a JEC or RTMA alum uh, want to make sure to be at the dinner on the seventeenth? Well, I we've made uh, tremendous efforts over the last few years to reconnect with our alumni base. I think that they are vital to our future. Um, I'm hoping that there are enough of them out there that have similar Hakara Satov to the institution that I do. I, I still have connections to uh, people who are on staff here. I just saw Joe Glazer this morning at Minion, my favorite uh, high school teacher of all time. He was a guest of ours recently enough. Yeah, he's uh, he's a remarkable guy. If he's might be listening now. If he I is, I'll so. give him a shout-out. Um, you know, these were some of the best years of my life, and I, I do know my, you know my sons have the same feelings about the institution. I'm sure there are many, many others out there. I hope some are listening, and uh, you know we encourage you to to attend and join. You know, come to the dinner. Uh, be on the lookout for alumni events. We really need you. We need your help going forward. It's very critical, and uh, I hope that message really gets out there to them. And I will uh, give everyone the information how they could log on and uh, get them. It's here. It is rtma.thejec.org. Rtma.thejec.org. That would be the easiest way for people to get information, make reservations, and be there. 
on the 17th. And by the way, I assume Mr. Glazer's in a good mood since the Yankees won last night. So yes, I know. found out this morning. I yeah. don't think he stayed up to watch the entire thing. <laughs> but he knows But I got a thumbs up as soon as I walked into Shul, so he's, there you uh, go. he's very happy. What could be more important? Steve Singfer, Dr. Steven Singfer, thank you very much. President of the Board of Trustees, continued uh, amazing uh, mazel hatzlacha here at JEC. Thank you so much, Nachum. Great to have time. you on. Uh, wonderful way to start the show. The man in charge here welcoming us to JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and reminding everybody how great an institution this is and why it's so important to be there on the 17th of June. More coming up. This is JM in the AM with Yehuda Green.
AM. Elul Nigun done by Eitan Katz. You heard uh, Yehuda Green before that with, um, uh, actually, uh, was Yaakov, oh yeah, Yehuda Green with Kulanu Kechad. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. Uh, want to welcome you to a JMAM Wednesday as we speak about the JEC RTMA Breweria. We're guests here at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I remind you that in addition to all of our social media sites, you can follow us on Facebook, of course, Twitter, etc., etc., as you know. But uh, today, you can also follow what's happening here on Facebook, facebook.com slash the JEC. Again, that's facebook.com slash the JEC. On Twitter, it's JEC underscore Elizabeth NJ. That's JEC underscore Elizabeth NJ. Social media sites active this morning. I want to thank Jamie for taking care of ours. Thank you to ZK behind our camera and at the controls, and of course, Miriam L. Wallach, who produces this morning's show. If you would like to see what's happening and uh, check out what Andy Schultz looks like, because he's our guest coming up in a moment, uh, you can check out NahumSiegel.com. The video is live, and you can see it from anywhere around the world right now. Uh, Andrew Andy Schultz is the Director of Institutional Advancement here at the JEC. Good morning, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Nahum. What is a uh, Institutional Advancement Department? Fancy nomenclature. <laughs> institutional Advancement, and my role is really having a keen understanding of what's happening within the JEC system, what makes us unique, and within sort of those parameters, understanding what the needs are for the school, for the institution, for its students, and being able to cultivate resources to really proliferate what makes us that special. And obviously, I guess that goes into so many different directions. We keep concentrating on the alumni, which is such an important aspect, but there's so many others as well. There are many people out there that appreciate what JEC does and want to help out. There's an extensive network out there. Um, I didn't have the good fortune of having been a student here, but growing up local to the area, JEC is legendary. Its graduates are among the leaders of the Jewish community today. Truly, it's an honor to be a part of this prestigious institution professionally. Why have the alumni relations, what we know as the uh, JEW alumni network, why has this worked so well since it was kicked off? I think many of our alumni were waiting for something. I think they were waiting to be reengaged. I think they were waiting for an opportunity to reconnect with one another. I think they were waiting for a chance to feel a part of the magic of the JEC again. Right. We've been blessed this year to have had really over over a hundred, and, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but but a hundred plus alumni reconnect with us through different types of participatory activities. Many came out uh, part of a Berea students versus alumni basketball game. <laughs> Some came out to our uh, young alumni event in the city. Others came and met us at the doghouse in Teaneck. Uh, this is just the beginning. Uh, so those are great reunions. They're wonderful nights out. And if anybody out there is a graduate of Berea or TMAJC and they have not yet attended any of those evenings, they should try to do so. I, it sounds like, and I know I was invited, I wasn't able to make it, but it sounds like th those events are a lot of fun, so they should check it out. They were fun, and spirits really ran high. Uh, you felt that people really were able to express their, their Hakar Satov to the JEC, and people reconnected with one another having not seen each other for a number of years, and it rekindled, I think, for many people that flame. 
June 17th at the Venetian is the annual gala. And Andy Schultz, we uh, earlier went through uh, the list of the distinguished honorees who are going to uh, uh, have a tribute to them that evening. And obviously it's a great event. And as I uh, said earlier, it's always packed because there's so many people in the JEC family at this point after all these decades. But there's one specific thing that's happening that night that we alluded to earlier. It's called Legacy Giving. The Block family in Springfield, New Jersey are going to be recognized for their legacy gift. Uh, explain what it is and who out there can actually participate and make a legacy gift to this institution. JEC is one of a limited number of participants from the greater Metro West community in the legacy program. And basically what it's doing is working with many of our current supporters to ensure that their gifts and their support and their commitment to the JEC perpetuates itself long after, and may everyone live, ad but that long after they are no longer here, that their support continues to perpetuate itself. All right. And anybody who needs information about that, I assume they could speak to you directly. Absolutely. You know how the system works. You know how people can go ahead and implement it. Indeed. <laughs> Simple as that. And everybody out there should come to the dinner and enjoy it on the 17th of June. You can go to the website at the JEC.org. And, and I know last year when we were here, um, and maybe in fact it was already two years ago, but I know that at some point when we were here, uh, you, everyone had just kicked off the whole alumni network. If there is an alum out there, JEC, the high schools, etc., who wants to be part of this system and wants to get together at the events you described, who do they call or, or what website or uh, email address do they use? Well, they can call me directly here at the JEC, but the most convenient way is actually to go right through the JEC's main website. All of the information for the dinner is right there. They can register. Everything is, is at your fingertips. Today. All right, and the alumni as well, like they want to be put on a list for all these events that we keep alluding to. Absolutely. Uh, between our website, between our social media presence, uh, it's very, very, it's hard not to find us. All right, so if you're an alum, make sure to sign up, get over to the website, be part of the dinner, and get ready to celebrate. Andy, good luck to you. Continued good luck. Director Thank of Institutional you, Advancement here at the JEC is Andy Schultz. A pleasure to have you on this morning. Indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, 17th of June uh, is the uh, is the uh, dinner. The website is thejec.org, thejec.org, as we encourage everybody to uh, celebrate 60 years of RTMA. Could you imagine 60 years of the Rav Tites Masifta Academy and obviously to participate in the annual dinner? More coming up, including the top of the hour and plenty more on a Wednesday broadcast at JMAM. I want to mention, before we go to the music, I want to mention that there's a Mazel Tov. Allison and Yitzi Rubin in Manhattan are celebrating the birth of a brand-new baby boy. We want to take this opportunity to wish the Rubins and the Liebmans a very special Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. That's a great announcement. And again, a big thank you. Uh, to one of the key people this morning here at JEC, Barry Wachholder, Majestic Catering. Delicious breakfast. Thanks for keeping us going here on a Wednesday morning. Today's a day of unity as uh, designated by the families of the boys in Israel who were uh, kidnapped and murdered a year ago. Let us increase the unity and concentrate on what's, un- on what's uniting us and not, God forbid, dividing us on this very special day. Uh, program note here at JM in the AM. Monday, 8th day. Live in studio at JM in the AM. Oh, speaking of eighth day, I think that should be the next selection we go to. Off of their uh, CD entitled Hula. This is royalty and rhythm at JM in the AM.
concerts on my Friday night. I get so starstruck from her holy sight. Heaven's angels dancing by her side. Colored candles burning up the sky. Scary shadows dancing on the wall. But in our hearts we got no fear at all. Just total trust, the secret of her might. She makes a broken world feel so right. Cause she's got royalty in rhythm. Her tapestries are so divine. Cause she's got royalty in rhythm. The greatest treasure. Dream of you. Tuesday, Wednesday, buying gifts anew. Thursday, Friday, and we're almost through. Friday night, and we sing for you. Scary shadow dancing on the wall, but in our hearts we got no fear at all. It's total trust, the secret of her mind. She makes a broken world feel so right. Cause she's got royalty in rhythm. The tapestries are so divine Cause she's got royalty and rhythm The greatest treasure of all time
JM in the AM, royalty and rhythm. That's eighth day. They visit JM in the AM this coming Monday, and boy, are we looking forward to that. All right, we're going to see if this works. We're going to go to our news from Israel coming up. You want to put this up and drop in the background, ZK? Do the top of the hour and then introduce more of our guests here at JM in the AM. Uh, news from Israel on this Unity Day, a day chosen by the families of the uh, kidnapped and murdered boys in Israel t- uh, on this yard site of theirs. Um, to concentrate on what unites us and not, God forbid, what divides us. We are live here at JEC. Their annual gala comes up on the 17th of June, celebrating 60 years of the Riftites Masifta Academy. Pretty amazing. Our TMA's got talent. They're actually going to be featuring the winners that night. They're in the midst of their big uh, talent search process going on here. And they're also going to be celebrating with the Siyam Mishnayis that evening as well. It's a very special night. Go to the JEC.org for information. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments. In the morning radio program, heard on listen to sponsor WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next at JM in the AM. Galitzal, Hashash Time, Kanehut Graf, in Mashakorea Hashav. Shlava Eduyot, Bemishpat Rotshe, Hanar, Mohammed Abuchder, Josef Pratim Hadashimu Mizaz, in Al Yomaretzach. Mibeta Mishpata Mehozi Birushalayim, Katavenu Romli Or. Achadaktinim Moshamim Baretzach Siper Bedutok, Itzada Nesham, Amerkazi, Batik, Amalo, Lishpoch, Alabuchder, Delek, Kedei, Shiloyen, Itan Lezaot, Tviot, Tzbautem, Lahar Mikanamar, Nichnasti, Larechev, Ufitom, Raiti, Lehavagdola. Od Kodem Tana Katin, Kiadjeben, David, Kaita Buchder, Berosho, Loivinki, Molchim, Lirzoch, Adam, Vehunigalama. בעקבות לחץ שהפעיל עליו בן דוד, אביו של הנרצח התפרץ לבו לאחר הדברים וקרא לו שקרן. מלחמת הסמכויות בין שרי הממשלה. השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד ארדן קורא לספח את פיקוד העורף למשרדו. כתבנו קובי מנדל שמע אותו במהלך תרגיל לפינוי אסירים בחלד דמון. השילוביות הזו שנלמדת ונבחנת בתרגיל, אני חושב תרגיל מאוד מרשים של פינוי בית כלא, היא בדיוק מה שיקרה בפועל גם בימים הראשונים, ולכן אני סבור שזה נכון לבחון בחיוב את הכפפת פיקוד העורף יחד עם יתר המגיבים הראשונים תחת מקום אחד המשרד לביטחון פנים. בעבר דרש ארדן לספח את פיקוד העורף למשרדו גם כשר להגנת העורף. בתוך כך שר הביטחון יעלון ביטל את נסיעתו המתוכננת לסלון האווירי בפריס כדי לא להיעדר מהצבעות בכנסת. כתבתנו המדינית אילאיל שחר. שר הביטחון לדורותיהם נוהגים לבקר בסלון האווירי בפריז שמתקיים פעם בשנתיים. מדובר ביריד מסחר בינלאומי לעסקי התעופה במהלכו מוצגים כלי טיס צבאיים ואזרחיים. שר הביטחון יעלון תכנן לבקר ביריד שאמור להיפתח באמצע החודש, אבל נאלץ לבטל בשל הקואליציה המצומקת. כזכור, ראש הממשלה הורה לשריו שלא להיעדר מהארץ, ובינתיים גם השרה גילה גמליאל נאלצה לבטל נסיעה מתוכננת. מה שקורה עם אבא שלי לא מעניין אותי יותר. כך אומרת היום לגל"צ קטיה, שאביה, יונתן שטיינגרט, רצח שלשום בלוד את אמה ויקה, ובן זוגה מוריס שמלשווילי. היא שוחחה עם יעל דן. קשה לי לדבר על זה. לא, אני לא רוצה לברר כלום, זה לא מעניין אותי מה בנוגע אליו. עושים בשבילי עכשיו תרומות, מנסים לעזור לכל רחבי שרת התרבות מירי רגב אומרת כי חוק הסופרים לא יבוטל, אבל יתוקן. בדיון מיוחד בכנסת בעקבות הדרישה לבטל את החוק, אמרה רגב שתקים ועדה שתבחן את החוק מחדש ותגבש מסקנות. נקודת המבט בסופו של דבר הוא איך אנחנו מאפשרים לעם הספר ספר במחיר עממי. כי ספר הוא לא מותרות. 
ספר הוא מצרך שכל אחד רוצה לקנות וללכת לישון ולשים לו ספר ליד המיטה ולקרוא את הספר כדי שיהיה לו, איך אומרים, מזור לנשמה. את הדברים הביאה כתבתנו דרור שדות. העיתונאי משה אישון הלך לעולמו והוא בן 87. במשך 16 שנים כיהן אישון כעורך עיתון הצופה, ולאחר מכן כתב במקור ראשון. בנוסף, ערך את התוכנית במוצאי יום מנוחה, כאן בגל"צ. משה אישון מובא כעת למנוחות בבית העלמין כפר נחמן ברעננה. מזג האוויר נאה עם עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר. J.M. in the A.M. That's our news from Israel, uh, which starts our 7 o'clock hour on a regular basis. If you'd like to watch what's happening here around the world, let's say you're a big Dr. Akiva Perlman fan, right? And you want to watch his interview right now. You go to NahumSiegel.com, you can see everything. We're live at J.E.C. in Elizabeth, New Jersey. They've again opened up their beautiful synagogue here to us uh, in this wonderful building. A uh, incredible decades-old tradition here at JEC, which continues to just be state-of-the-art and uh, as modern a school as you could possibly have with this incredible tradition that they enjoy. It's really incredible. 60th uh, anniversary celebration of RTMA happens at their annual gala coming up the 17th of June. Go to thejec.org. Dr. Akiva Perlman, as I mentioned, is here. He's director of the guidance department for the entire JEC, all three divisions. Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your off-air Miami Boys Choir reference. <laughs> been a while since you've been in the choir. Huh? Those were good times. Those, Those were good times. Th- you enjoyed that. I'm glad. <laughs> Let's all remember the good times there on stage. <laughs> all right, Dr. Perlman, uh, it, it, it must be quite a task leading your division uh, leading all three divisions in the area of uh, of guidance. When I went to school, I could describe to you, I think we did this last year, I, I could describe to you what the guidance department was like. It was a bare-bones, skeletal operation, if you know what I mean. Things are much a, different these days. A chair right? in the back of the room Basically. facing the wall. And maybe the person responsible for it would be you know, somewhere there, somewhere in the vicinity. Um, it's come a long very way. different these days, right? Yeah, we've come a really long way. Tell, tell everybody in 2015 what guidance means at an educational network like this. Guidance means every kid in the school has a place that they could turn to. That's what it means, ultimately, at its core. We and we're talking make about hundreds sure. of students. Hundreds of students. We have a large staff. There are people in charge of each division. I oversee that. But you have a great group of people who are just making sure that if a kid has something they want to talk about, they have someone that they can turn to. Right. And, and, and I don't know, often people would think, like, you know, compared to uh, – Compared to high school problems, elementary school problems are, you know, nothing in comparison to what kids could be going through in high school. These days, that's not true at all. These days, no matter what age the kids are at, they could be having very difficult family situations, very difficult adjustment situations, not to minimize what people went through years ago. But it just, I mean, this is across the board. I mean, you, you could be dealing with a five-year-old in a more serious situation than some of your 15- and 16-year-olds. There's no question. I, kids are growing up earlier. Right. Um, they're raising each other with the age of technology. Parents, not to say that they don't play a critical role, they absolutely do. But now you have to introduce technology as a new, as a new parent into the home. And right. they're raising one another. And that's at a very, very young age. We right. ran a study, I told you about this last year. We ran a study regarding technology. At what point do kids really enter into this world of technology where we begin to lose touch? And it starts at like junior high. That's when it kicks in. 
And that's a very young age. You think junior high, that is uh, 11 years old. And I would think that that age um, that that study produces is only going to get younger and younger. I would assume As we so. continue to advance. Yeah. We're going to run it again in a year or two. <laughs> and... Compare the results. And we'll be even more thrilled with the results. That's going to be wonderful. (laughs) No, but you know what? The results empower us. You know, when we run a study like that and we say, okay, this is where our kids are at. This is our reality. What could we do to make it better? And as a result of that, we introduce uh, new forms of education and programming that address these issues. And it allows us to to address their needs of where they are currently. Uh, Things are complicated, as you've alluded to. And I'm sure you've seen, many might suspect longtime staff members, you know, how could they adjust to all this? I would guess in that, in that case, some adjust well and easily, right? We know 90 year olds who know how to use computers really well. And then others, you know, have more difficulty, you know, do, do you sometimes find yourself guiding some of the faculty members and, you know, adults in the picture because they also have to be brought up to date? Yeah, I, I think we all guide each other. And my mother is one of the wisest women I know. And I literally, step by step, this is how you send an email. This is what you do. Right. And that's, we're learning. We're learning as a group. But I know that my grandmother, I could send her emails and text messages and she responds. Um, so some it's more challenging than others. But uh, we learn together. We really do. All right. Someone handed me a note that you have a unique topic for this morning. Dr. Akiva Perlman, apathy and the need to empower individuality and personal empowerment. Explain what that means. It's a little complicated. Um, apathy. I think every generation is branded with right. a certain uh, flavor. Uh, this generation, if you look at uh, the Atlantic and, and the New York Times and Psychology Today, which is one of the big psych journals, they refer to this generation as being one of apathy, which means when you look at kids, and I can see this. You look at adolescents on a bus, people can't see beyond their phones. And not just one of apathy, but the most apathetic generation. Like right. That's a designation. They personify given. apathy. Right. We are apathy. We do it better than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of the big issues that we're facing. Like, how do you take kids who are very, what we could look at it from the surface, it looks like very self-absorbed, not interested in looking beyond, you know, their, their, you know, three feet. In, and I would even say 12 inches, not looking beyond that. How do you engage them? And how do you find a way to, um, to inspire something that is personal, personal growth? Right. And I think a lot of our programming as a result of, to address this issue has been about finding like personal empowerment. Um, a lot of it is about giving kids opportunity to discover something in themselves that is unique and special. Mm. For example, we have um, a Big Brother program in the high school where older kids meet with younger kids and just their mentorship type of program where it's not just prevention. It's not like... um, we're, we're trying to prevent a, a substance abuse or an eating disorder. We're trying to tap into something unique within that student and have them feel powerful. And that ultimately takes away apathy. That's the antidote to apathy. So it's not just, uh, you know, stepping out and being unique to others. It's, it's to yourself, stepping out and, you know, finding what you're unique at and advancing in that area. Too. Yeah, finding your own passion, right. which is something that's so hard. Right. We look at adolescents and we say they have it so easy, but it's a really challenging time for them. Oh, boy. Boy, it's rough out there, I'll tell you that much. Now, just to give everyone a perspective, uh, in this era, um, uh, Dr. Akiva Perlman, how, how large do these staffs have to be? I mean, today, and obviously I'm asking specifically about yours, but I don't know if you want to give out exact details, but essentially today, a yeshiva high school, a yeshiva um, a, you know, high school for girls, an elementary school, has to have a staff how large in order to tackle all these problems? 
If you, if we include in that number um, the mechanechet and mechanchot that we have as well, right. uh, you're talking about a large staff of people. Because uh, in, in Buria we have mechanchot for every single grade, and some some grades have two. Plus we have a staff of two psychologists there. Um, in JEC we have a staff in the high school alone. We have two therapists. Uh, the middle school we have one, and the elementary school we have two. So we're talking about a, a quite quite a large staff, and then we're actually adding to it next year as well because we're adding that system. We're bringing over the system from Berea uh, to the JEC Middle School and High School. And when you add, are you looking for, uh, I don't know, young people in the field, or are you looking for people with a tremendous amount of experience, a mixture of both? We're looking for relatable people. Like we said, the goal is not, this is not a clinical environment. We're not an agency. We're a school. Right. And we want kids to feel comfortable. We want them to feel safe. We want them to know that there's a person there for them. So we're looking for relatable people. Right. Um, and that's what we have. We have people that every kid knows that there's someone in the environment that they could turn to. Uh, of all judgment different ages. Free. Yeah, of all different ages. Judgment-free. It's supportive. It's comfortable. Dr. Akiva Perlman is director of the guidance department for the entire JEC. It's JEC, it's RTMA, it's Breweria. Continue your uh, wonderful work and uh, continue to have slacha to you. Thank you so much. Best of luck. A pleasure to have you here this morning. More coming up at JM in the AM, 60th annual gala for RTMA. Uh, actually, the annual gala celebrating the 60 years of RTMA uh, is uh, happening on the night of June 17th. Go to thejec.org. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Shenosanakodishborehu <laughs> Show. 
with a selection entitled Kol Torah here at JM in the AM off of the CD David HaMelech. Uh, we're having a great time here at JEC. It's a, it seems to be an annual visit for us and a really nice one. Go to thejec.org. Information about their big dinner is coming up on the 17th. You'll find it there on the website. And congratulations in advance to the RTMA's Got Talent winners. I'm saying in advance because they're still in the process of working very hard to become the most talented or recognize the most talented at RTMA, and they'll, uh, the winners will in fact be participating in the dinner. And the big Sia Mishnayis ha- celebrating 60 years of Torah at RTMA, the Rav Taitz Masifta Academy happens that night as well. Well, I've already had an amazing uh, interview with Brian Ness, uh, but we're going to have another one now on the air. Uh, Brian Ness is here. He's a parent of four children in JEC. Wow. His wife, Ariel, is a brewery alum. He's a board member here at JEC. Board member of the local hillside Elizabeth Shul, Adath Israel, Rabbi Schwartz's Shul. He's a partner at Waterhouse Coopers, and he is coach. This may be the biggest and best distinction for him. He is coach of the Iron Pigs. You remember last year we had a conversation about this in advance of our trip to the Iron Pigs game uh, in Lehigh Valley. The um, uh, Brian Ness, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Nahum. The Iron Pigs that you coach are not the ones in Lehigh Valley. They're the ones here local in Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's right. There you go. All right. So I wanted to make sure we had that straight. Um, so you're a parent. You're a board member. Uh, a lot of wonderful things going on. It's been a year since we've spoken. Anything special that we should know about over the last year? Just a continuation of the great things that uh, that go on in the school. Um, you know, it's it's amazing not having grown up in the neighborhood here um, and not really having much connection to JEC growing up. There is a commonality though in that 
my parents, Ariel's parents and grandparents, they instilled in us the importance to volunteer in your community. Get involved that if you're going to live in a place, make it your place and make good in the community in which you live. And that's what we've tried to do here. And seeing the fruits of the labor that we've put in, whether it be in the school, the shul or other organizations, and seeing how the school continues to grow is just fantastic to see. In the uh, area of, uh, of general studies, STEM, as we know it, is science, technology, engineering, and math, no longer limited to uh, either an exclusive group or to the oldest students in the high school. This is something that's available to everybody. Absolutely. These, these are the types of things that, you know, when we were growing up, you know, it was probably maybe if you were a senior in high school, there was an elective for something. Right. But nowadays, as, as others will talk about, you know, there are robotics classes for teaching nursery kids math. And like, like uh, Dr. Perlman talked about with the Tech, use of technology by middle schoolers um, is just incredible. Like if Fry him here in seventh grade, you know, was showing me how he's using Google Docs for all of his English classes. That he'll write his reports on the computer, he'll share the, his his papers with family, he'll collaborate with his friends on PowerPoint slide decks, and then shares his uh, his final report with the teachers. Would it be a good idea for me to find out what Google Docs is at this point, CK? Would it be a good idea for me to finally get into the 21st century? I can have Ephraim actually give me a little tutorial about that, maybe. Uh, all right, you're with the Price Waterhouse Cooper. Uh, there's a financial literacy program. This is a foreign concept to a lot of people listening, so explain what it's all about, please. Sure. We have a, uh, a program called, called Earn Your Future. And what that does is it takes some of the skills that we have that we use on an everyday basis finance and and business concepts and understand that the importance for everybody when they're young or older to have these concepts in their daily life. Um, the best way, like with everything, is to start teaching people these things at as early of an age as possible. And so we have a program that, that takes our people and puts them in local schools throughout uh, the United States and we spend some, somewhere around 30,000 volunteer hours in New York alone putting our people in schools, teaching them these financial literacy concepts. So what I've, what I, what I've done here was I said, I, I hear this program, and they're going into all the Catholic schools, the public schools, and schools all around the uh, New York metro area. And I said, I've got to get this into our kids' school. As a parent, I want curriculum like this for yeah, my children. Don't blame you. And as a board member... Great opportunity for another program for JEC and RTMA to talk about right. that, that we offer. And certainly as a PwC professional, the opportunity to take my team, uh, who hears all about school, they hear about my Little League stories, my kids, and all that kind of stuff, and bring them into my world and combine all of those and bring them here for a couple of days. And so this was our fourth year doing this here. And we spent time at the Berea campus earlier in the year. And the we is you, or there's a, uh, you know... It's me, and each time I've come with about 25 people from my team at work. So they all become faculty members, They become faculty members for the day. One, right. one, of, one of my guys, one of my top guys, probably about 10 minutes into his first session... You, you could see the stress on his face from having to deal with a fourth or fifth grader. The work day is nothing. <laughs> so the best part, I sent, I texted a picture to his wife, who's a school teacher, and within two minutes, she's like, oh, he's going to come home and tell me he needs a nap. Mm -hmm. So you really see the, uh, the, 
tremendous amount of effort that teachers have to put in to uh, to get through the day. But it's really re- very rewarding. And so this year alone, we we went we went through grades fourth through twelfth. Right. About six hundred students. There's going plenty through. to do with the fourth grade. There's plenty to do with the fifth grade in this area. Pl- plenty. And what's amazing is we prepare for these sessions with material. And the little secret is is that whether they're fourth graders or twelfth graders. Our material is the same, and it's all a matter of having the discussion with the students. Well, one second. I mean, some of the areas that you covered include planning, money management, credit, insurance, buying a home. We're discussing some of these things, some of these things with fifth graders. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. We're talking about eleven-year-olds. We're talking nine-year-olds. Interesting. And the types of things that they will throw out to one of my team members is remarkable. High schoolers could be talking about stocks and options. Middle schoolers could be talking about stocks they want to own and getting dividends. And elementary school kids are talking about putting money in the bank. These are concepts that are very advanced for kids their age. And my team, by the end of the day, they're shocked at the types of things that the kids are coming up with. If I was in fifth grade, I'd be asking how expensive is it to have a bowling alley in my house or something like that. You know, really dreaming. Well, (laughs) the the answer for what would you do with $100 does vary from Uh. fifth grade to 12th grade. I can only imagine. But it's it's really it's a, it's remarkable to be able to get these types of things and and to have that as part of the curriculum here at JC. All right, Brian Ness is with us, and uh, it's Price Waterhouse Coopers. That's the proper pronunciation. And uh, there are JEC alumni who join with you on this project. They should be noted. Who does that include? That's right. We have uh, Sammy Rosenzweig, uh, Alana Schwartz joined us when we were at Brewery this year. And Moshe Eisenberg, whose 11th grade brother was in the uh, room with us as well, um, which is really a, a remarkable opportunity for the young boys and girls to see that, you know, as they develop in their schooling, in their career development, that they have opportunities like this to get into the business world. And you get to see sort of the, the fruits of the labor. And the best part is seeing the teachers yep. who had these guys and, and girls to say, yep. wow, that kid does this now? It's it's pretty remarkable. N- not to compare career choices. That's not why I'm bringing this up. But earlier we noted uh, the the JEC Breweria alumni, who are now members of the IDF. They come back here. They're read about, spoken about. They meet the students, and they're like, "Wow, you know, we have heroes among us." Again, a, a different type of reference. But here you are uh, representing one of the you know a, a great financial firm in a place that's known as an incredible business community, and they see three, four alumni of this institution walk in. And represent that great financial institution at this point. It's, it's a it's a wonderful. There's nothing better to show these students that they too can be in this area of life. That is true. Although you do realize there are no television series about accountants because we don't really <laughs> save lives. But but for some people, it's a dream to go into this field and to excel at it. Right. That's right. I mean, you know, you still love what you do, right? I do. Okay, so there you go. My proof positive. Uh, Brian Ness, parent of four children here at JEC, and somebody who is um, uh, very involved, as you hear, in the school's programming, the uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers Financial Literacy Program. Uh, is this now the only Jewish school that it's in, or it's expanded to others as well? As far as I know, this is still the only this yeshiva the only that that we bring this program and to. And all because of your initiative? Because of my initiative and because of the PwC program that we've developed that allows me to to uh, take the curriculum that we have. And, and you know what? Whether it be PwC or it be the other curriculum that goes on here, it's really not only about the what, but right. it's about the how. And... 
you know, when we looked probably five years ago, it was about smart boards, right? It was, that was which school had the smart board? Now everybody has the smart board, <laughs> right? But it's, what are you doing with it, right? And so now when you, when you can have, you know, live stream classes with a school in Israel, or when you're doing ty- different types of programming in the classroom using the smart boards, that's really what differentiates what schools can do one from the other. And that's what, you know, is very exciting. That's today's game changer. That's today's game changer. And, you know, for one example is I was on a business trip uh, a couple of months ago and I was in, I was heading to Paris. And I said to one of my uh, kids' teachers, and I think she was in uh, third or fourth grade at the time, uh, I was fourth grade. And I said, is there anything you want me to bring back, anything to do? And, and she came up with this idea. And what we ended up doing was we timed it perfectly. And I ended up Skyping from in front of the Eiffel Tower into the classroom. And, you know, she said, you know, talk about this topic. So I gave a little bit of, of details about Paris, a little story about Jewish history, you know, Rashi being from France and other aspects of something. But it was just the idea that you're using a smart board. You have a parent across the world. You have things oh. like this going on. It was just, you know, another, another reason to be excited about what goes on in school. Great seeing you again. Brian Ness. Great guest of ours here at JM and the AM and uh, a great little league coach. Thank you. We'll think of you tomorrow night when we get to the Iron Pigs game. Sounds great. And a special hello to Ephraim Ness. Ephraim, thanks for joining us this morning as well. There you go. All right. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Zechonishmas are of Zebin or Yosef Halevi. We'll go to Rabbi Goldwasser and then continue with our show here at JEC. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Nevis states that a person could think, who am I? What am I? Could I really make a difference in this world? However, we should know that everything we say and everything we do can make a great difference. By the same token, if a person does an avla, the devastation it can cause could even be greater than the Chorben Beis Amikdosh, the destruction of the Holy Temple. For example, Nebuchadnezzar and Titus did not do damage in Shemayim up in heaven because the Nefashos, the souls of these Rishoyim, were not rooted in the higher world. So their actions didn't impact on those worlds. The amount of damage that is caused in the Olamos HaOyonim in the higher worlds is according to the Neshama of the person who did the sin. A small Avera, or sin, that is done by a person with a great neshama causes a lot of damage in heaven. When even an Avera Gedoyla, or a great sin, is done by a lower nefesh, it doesn't have the same impact. Due to our Averas, our sins, unfortunately, the strength of Hashem was such that the Midas Adin was miskaber, over the Erechapayim. Minas Adin is the divine attribute of strict justice. And that's what empowered the Vuchatnetzar and Titus to destroy the Beis Amikdosh. The Beis Amikdosh Lamato, or the earthly Beis Amikdosh, corresponds to the Beis Amikdosh Shomaila, the heavenly Beis Amikdosh. The Medush relates that Titus ground up fine flour, just as grinding fine flour is a pointless effort, so too, when Titus went to destroy the Besamikdosh, 
it was a hollow achievement because at that point, Hashem wanted the Beis HaMikdash to be destroyed. So we see that it wasn't Titus, but our Averis, our sins, that demolished the Beis HaMikdash. Nebuchadnezzar and Titus only destroyed the Beis HaMikdash Shamata, the earthly Beis HaMikdash, which in truth was already destroyed because of our Averis. Hagoyin Rav Elchanan Wasserman explains this with a mushal of a restaurant window. It has a beautiful display of the imitations of foods that the restaurant will serve. There are beautiful fruits, there's meat, there's a challah, all imitation. All of a sudden, a man comes in from a small village and he wants to eat in the restaurant. He asks the waiter to please bring him the food from the window. The waiter figured that the man meant that he should bring the food from the kitchen that resembled the food in the window. When the waiter came in with the food, the man looked in the window and said, No, I want that food that's in the window. The waiter said, No, I brought you the same food, but I brought it from the kitchen. The man said, Don't fool me. I know you don't want to give me the good stuff from the window, because that's probably the best food in the house. The waiter said, no, you don't understand. That food is plastic. It's only imitations. The man said, oh no, I see that food, it looks delicious. Says Wasserman, these things are here in the world only to tell us a simon, a sign of what's going on in Shemayim. The Vilna Goyen said that everything that happens in our world is only a me'ain, a dugma or an example of what is happening in heaven. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. Unity Day around the world is called for by the parents of the uh, boys who were kidnapped and murdered in Israel last year. Today's their yard site. Today is Unity Day. <coughs> Let's take the opportunity, especially teachers, rabbis, parents out there. Let's emphasize what unites us as opposed to, God forbid, what divides us. also wanted to mention today's the Millions for Chesed Day. A lot of people have been participating in this special Tzedakah project, which includes many different great organizations. Uh, to log on and get information about how your dollar uh, can be worth a lot more than a dollar to some great Chesed organizations, you got to do it before noon today. Millionsforchesed.com Again, that's millionsforchesed.com. We're at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey, an annual visit, which is always extra special for us. The JEC Jewish Educational Center Annual Gala celebrates 60 years of excellence at the Rav Taitz Masifta Academy on Wednesday evening, June the 17th at the Venetian in Garfield, New Jersey. The dinner reception will begin at 6.30. Information at 908-355-4850, 908-355-4850, extension 6248 has been designated as the dinner hotline. Again, that's 908-355-4850, extension 6248. You can also log on and get all the information you need and plus make a reservation by going to thejec.org, thejec.org. There are many distinguished honorees, and we'll go through the list a little later on uh, here at JM in the AM. On Facebook today, uh, especially if you're a JEC Breweria RTMA alum, but everybody's invited to go to Facebook, facebook.com slash the JEC, and their Twitter handle is JEC underscore Elizabeth NJ. That's JEC underscore Elizabeth 
And Jay Moshe Glasser is here. Add another member of the Glasser family who's been on JM and the AM. He represents the RTMA College Guidance Department. And it says here that RTMA has an impressive, in fact, an impressively unprecedented year in terms of college acceptances by current seniors. Moshe Glasser, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much, Nachum. It's wonderful to be here. I appreciate that. Nice to have you here. Why has this year been such a stellar year in comparison to others when it comes to acceptance of current seniors to college? Um, this year we had a really wonderful um, event. We had um, 100% of our seniors who applied to the YU Honors College get in, nice. which was a really wonderful uh, wonderful event. Um, about half the students, four out of the eight who, uh, who applied, got an early decision, which is also um, a very difficult challenge. We also had a student get into Cornell early decision, which is... Uh, also, I can tell you, quite a challenge. College admissions has become a tremendously difficult uh, process for students. Competition is very high. There aren't more spots at Cornell now than there were 20 years ago. But I'm so curious if that student has a specific specialty that they're aiming for with Cornell, or if they're just, you know. Um, I mean, he's interested in going into finance, um, go. kind okay. of uh, down the road, but uh, he's also just a, a great student. For and, those of you who don't you know, know, Cornell's an Ivy League school. We're talking yes. about one of the top in the nation. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the school doesn't have any more student slots than it had 20 years ago, but there are far more applicants, right. and the, the pool of, uh, of, of applications is, is much, much bigger. Um, and the same for a lot of our uh, a lot of our other highly selective schools. We have students going to Cornell, to Rutgers, SUNY Albany, UMD. Um, we have students going to Drexel, uh, Macaulay Honors. Um, all of these schools are selective. The competition is pretty fierce. And um, we managed to get our students to a, lot, a tremendous number of early decision applications. Also, you know um, speaks well to our students. You know what's funny? We come here, and obviously there's plenty to highlight about JEC and the high schools. And, and part of what we do is highlight what they're going to be doing afterwards. Because yeah. what they're going to be doing afterwards is a tremendous reflection on what's been happening here through their 12 years of schooling or 12-plus years of schooling. What does it say about an institution when they're producing these types of results when it comes to the upcoming college season? Well, it's great if we can do it once. It's even better if we can do it twice and three times and four times. I can tell you the last two years, um, we've had a, a lot of a lot of new administration, a lot of fresh blood, a lot of excitement, a lot of energy coming into the RTMA the last few years. The last two years, every single student who has applied to college has gotten in. Nice. And that's something that a lot of schools, I think, uh, cannot boast. And it's a, a, a big challenge and one that we're very happy to attack year after year after year. And especially a school like uh, like RTMA and like the JEC, which is very conscious of its history, um, history that's being celebrated this year especially. Um, that means a lot because it means that our future is secure and that means our, our present is going well. Now, there's no question. It should, the arrow always seems to be pointing up. There's no question about it. Um, in addition to the uh, YU Honors and the different schools you mentioned, there are other awards that students of yours here at RTMA have have been uh, distinguished, have been achieving, I should say, uh, over this past year. What are some of those? Um, one of the big challenges with uh, college these days is the cost. So in a lot of cases, these awards come in the form of scholarship money. Thank and, God. Yeah, and what that often means is that um, the school wants our students very badly. So scholarship money coming from uh, from YU Honors, from Lander College for Men, from Macaulay Honors, from New Jersey Institute of Technology, from Rutgers, uh, from St. John's, um, all these schools have been um, 
encouraging our students and showing how much they, they want our students to be there. Each one of those awards is a way to recognize the achievements yeah. that the students have made and how they look forward to having them in their yeah. institution. And hopefully also, uh, one thing we try to emphasize to our students is that the schools are watching them while they're there. And every student achievement in college is also being noticed by the admissions office and being recognized for the future. So a student who's doing well now will help pave the way for future RTMA students to be able to participate there as well. Moshe Glasser is here. He's uh, at the RTMA College Guidance Department. Um, one, it must be such a, it's such a crazy challenge uh, throughout the entire year. You're preparing these students for their for their college years. If and only I, it was one year. Yeah, it's, it's much more than that, right? Oh, yeah. it, does it start? In ninth and tenth grade, um, we definitely start talking about it in ninth and tenth grade. Um, the standardized testing that you, I'm sure, you remember from your youth, uh, SATs and ACTs now yeah. are actually becoming increasing. Who doesn't popular. love those? <laughs> Who doesn't love those? Well, um, so we start talking about them, preparing students for them, and making them sensitive to um, the needs to to do well and work on those skills, really from ninth grade on. Um, this year, we introduced a new element, which was a uh, college fair for juniors to get them kind of thinking about the process in a significant way. We had representatives from uh, from CUNY, from Keene University, from Landers, uh, from Rutgers, Syracuse, from YU. We had a presentation on standardized testing from uh, David Tversky, who did a great job. We also had, and this was a particular, particularly helpful event, we had a presentation by Rabbi Josh Ross, um, who runs the Jewish Learning Initiative on campus for the Orthodox Union. Great and, program. Yeah, fantastic program. So um, trying to sensitize our students to the options they have, the variety of uh, opportunities they have, um, and not even just in the in the tri-state area, but really across the country. We have students um, going to Tzahal. We have students going to uh, universities in Israel, and obviously that also makes us extremely proud. How large is the graduating class this year? Current graduating class is 48 students. Very nice, boy. Uh, a lot of college prep going on here, and uh, is this is this now considered to be a downtime of year for you? It's a, <laughs> it's it's a little June, it's a little downtime. You got a week to breathe, or it's not? a little downtime. Um, <laughs> we got to get transcripts out and uh, oh, you know show off how well our students did. And, um, it, and then next year gets running right away. And plus, any student that wants to make any adjustments once they enter college, then you would be there for them as well, right? But yeah. They we want get, help with a transfer. Or help we get them. requests. We get requests for transcripts, for letters of recommendation, for assistance, um, sometimes quite a few years after as people shift careers. It's unbelievable. There's so much that goes on now in, in Yeshiva high schools. I, I think the entire year there's a recruitment process that's going on for yeah. obvious reasons. You want a, a good, high-quality ninth grade. And then from your end, it's an entire year and more of, of college prep. You want to make sure everybody who leaves has the tools necessary to excel when they get to the next step. Absolutely. It's and, unbelievable. And we know that when they come back, uh, those tools will serve them well, and they'll be a great part of the community. And they'll show great appreciation to the institution. Hopefully. Moshe Glasser, thank you. Thank you very great much. Great seeing you. Uh, Moshe Glasser representing the RTMA College Guidance Department. What a tough job, I'll tell you. Sometimes you don't realize what's going on behind the scenes with every single student uh, being guided properly to get to and then excel at their uh, at the proper place for them, just incredible. By the way, I um, I want to mention that uh, uh, a representative of the Fetter family is here today, and I wish Adina would have heard the conversation I had with them earlier this week. How much Akarasato they have to JEC, and I'm sure you can multiply that by the hundreds in terms of parents. So you should know that, and everybody here should know, there's a tremendous amount of appreciation that goes out to the JEC uh, for so many different reasons, and uh, they were just one example of that. More coming up. It's JM in the AM at a quarter before 8 o'clock on this special Wednesday morning. Information about the dinner coming up on the 17th of June. Go to thejec.org.
Avram Freed here at JM in the AM. By the way, big programming note at JM in the AM. Monday, I got the final word from Avi Kincaid. Uh, Monday, uh, eighth day, will be in studio with us at JM in the AM for an unplugged performance. Um, say it again. Oh, and new music. Right. They have an upcoming album. They're actually going to be releasing an upcoming album. And they'll introduce all that to you uh, and to us this coming Monday at JM in the AM. So thank you, Avi Kincaid, for arranging all that. It's much appreciated. One of our favorite guests when we come to Elizabeth, New Jersey, is here. 
one of the legendary people in the field of Jewish, and he's laughing. I'm being serious, even though I'm smiling. I'm just so glad to have him on the air again. Uh, Rabbi Joseph Oratz is the principal at Bruria, takes amazing pride in the students they produce at Bruria. I can tell you that much. And uh, he'll be there. Can I, can I applaud them? Yes, please applaud them, Rabbi Oratz. Leave it to you to applaud them. Yes, yes, you're always applauding them. I am. Uh, he'll be there the 17th of June at the annual gala and, of course, paying tribute to the 60 years of RTMA. Uh, pleasure to welcome you back to JM and the AM. Always a pleasure to be here. Nachman. It is now June. It is now June. Spring fever has arrived. Oh, it, Rabbi it arrived in about February, I believe. <laughs> is that what happened? Oh, that's what, there can still be 10 inches of snow on the ground. Oh, we're ready. ready. We're ready for the spring. <laughs> spring fever has arrived, but nonetheless, the school year continues to go strong at Berea. We are ready. How is it that you keep everyone engaged all the way till the last minute of the school year? Our kids want to be engaged. You're kidding me? They just, they're just loving it. Truth is, we're ready. We're gearing up for finals. Here we go. Oh, boy. So we, we love that time of that year. That could be tough. Bet Last big push. Sometimes some pressure finals time. It's you know. good. You know, every once in a while you got to get out of balance in order to get into balance. That's true. So Rabbi Oratz is among the uh, frustrated principals out there that uh, listens to JM and the AM and hears me, you know, praise certain sports teams on a constant basis. This morning he felt it's appropriate, as do I, that we give a little shout out to the amazing sports teams I have here. to tell you, it is really <laughs> quite amazing. Uh, we our, our teams made, the, we're divisional champions. We had two basketball teams with divisional champions. We we were in the playoffs in soccer and in softball, and it's just really incredible. Our and then our academic teams were were, were excellent this year as well. Our debate team, mock trial did great. Uh, we we won a, a Shakespeare. Uh, you know, we, we were great in, in a Shakespeare competition. Boy. Kids came to me yesterday. We're uh, we're looking forward to next year starting uh, a poetry slam club and and getting involved in that kind of stuff. So it's uh, you know looking good. Kids are really excited. There's always a lot of innovation where you are. I'll tell you that much. And by and you mentioned basketball, by the way. All kidding aside, I think this is the best the teams have done in a, in a while. Well, so and, and and both teams in both right. leagues. So we're really, we were really that close, that so close. In banner year. And shout out to to Coach Rifkin, uh, yes. who is really just uh, amazing and uh, is going to be supervising the sports program, uh, you know, moving forward from you know at Berea. So that's really uh, she's great and she's uh, an alum. And she great. She ran this great alum program uh, recently, where they, where our team our teams played the the alumni basketball. Right, right? we right. spoke about that. And she was a great ball player. She was that. a great ball player. Is a great ball player. And oh, it still is, huh? Yeah, yeah. There you go. So they tell me. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last time Abruria was featured uh, on our show, we were talking about the Holocaust Museum, and and the reason I put it that way is because. As a category, this has become one of the events right. in the brewery of school year. Famous Joel Glazer yeah. um, uh, 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 program that he's right. put together on a yearly basis this year. I think they outdid themselves. We had uh, the mayor of Elizabeth and the mayor of Hillside show up. Uh, that was great uh, wow. to be able to present it to them. The kids are working on this uh, fantastic uh, program where they're trying to get uh, collect um, uh, a million and a half pennies uh, to raise money for for various tzakos, uh but to represent the million and a half children that were that were um, killed and, and I, murdered. And I noticed here a survivor quilt program as well. Yep, yep. They're putting their their they had a, we had a fantastic program. We brought in quite a number of survivors. Thank God that they're they're still around and able to talk to us. And every classroom had a survivor uh, walk in and tell them their story and ask answer questions for the kids. And then they put together these great quilts. All right, one of the 
people who was scheduled to join us but isn't able to is uh, Shira Allen, the incoming president of the GO. She's daughter of this year's Dinner Parents of the Year, Dr. Right. Brian and Shoshana Allen. Right. Uh, that's the Desso and Allen families, right? Right. And uh, they gave generously to the Breweria STEM Lab Project, and it's an opportunity for us to speak about the STEM labs, which stand for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Correct. And uh, we have these absolutely fantastic brand-new uh, labs uh, supervised by the putting together supervised by Dr. Erblich and and my associate principal, um, uh, Mrs. Pikus. Um, and th- those labs are really, truly state-of-the-art labs. Uh, they've got everything everything that you could possibly want for every part of our, our science program uh, because we have we offer you know chemistry, biology, physics, earth science, environmental science, computer, and bioengineering, and these labs have to be able to cover um, all those things, and they put them together in such a way that they were able to do it. I've walked into the lab, watched the kids working together. Uh, the stations are absolutely fantastic. When I went to high school, it was a miracle that they're working water faucet. <laughs> how do you how do you have all? I this don't equipment? remember having a lab in my school. I'm not sure. And if there was one, I probably didn't enter things it. Things are a little different these days. Well, and, and this, as much as it sounds like, and obviously is a wonderful, generous contribution to the school today. It's it's practically, if not really, a necessity in this. School. Yeah, and our STEM program, uh, uh, you know, run by uh, the, the Center for Initiatives and Jewish Education side, has really uh, uh, really uh, taken off. The last couple of years, we put it together. Uh, the kids presented their projects uh, this past year, uh, this just just recently, um, and just a couple of them that are unbelievable because I'm watching the kids put together stuff. So one group of kids put together a model of of something that I think would be very useful. Um, in hospitals, doctors have to be able to. You have to make sure that doctors wash their hands before they leave the restroom. They right. put together a a working model of, of of a lock that locks you in. If you don't use the soap and water, you can't get out of the bathroom. Oh, is that a classic? All right, and it works. <laughs> and the, they put it together. I'm ready. I'm you know forget Jewish education. Let's just go into let's 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 sell the darn thing, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and they put together that and a whole bunch of other 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 projects as well. So uh, you know that you must program. see a lot of ingenuity and creativity every day. That's a literally lot. every day because kids are constantly knocking on my door, coming in with ideas of things that they would like to do and run. So it's and funny. we should note before we go to our next guest who's sitting next to you. Uh, we should just say, uh, give you a big shout out because we just spoke a minute ago about uh, college acceptance and the incredible accomplishments you've seen your seniors really be recognized by different colleges and institutions yeah. uh, who appreciate their what they've accomplished here. Over yeah, the last and four in years. fact, in fact, unfortunately, because of the weather, our our most recent uh, college night was uh, had to be postponed. But we had we had deans from three different schools coming to us uh, from Stern, from uh, from Turo, and from Barnard uh, to come in and speak to our girls. Um, obviously, our girls are, are sought after. And, uh, you know, they want them. And uh, I don't blame them. They're great kids. Well, congratulations on all that. Or by Joseph Orat, his principal at Berea. Sitting to your left is Rivka Shapiro. Am I right? Is it Rivka Shapiro? Yes. Good morning, Rivka. Good morning. Now, can you help me explain this? There was actually a, li- a literary or poetry competition. What was it? A poetry yeah, it was a Union County poetry contest for Arbor Day. Okay, and this included all the schools of Union County? Yeah. Anybody could join in? From 4th through 8th grade. Okay, 4th through 8th graders. And apparently... From what we were told, uh, students from from JEC did really well in this competition. Yes, they did. How is that? Why is that? Why that happened that you guys did so well? Maybe the school just teaches us. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you have fabulous teachers. <laughs> exactly. It could be. So Rivka Shapiro is about to read an excerpt from her award-winning poem. What was the name of your award-winning poem? To see a tree. Rivka, take it away. Rough chocolate brown gowns flatter their trunks, 
scarves of bright green foliage add to their splendor, cloaking them in a natural elegance, such a beautiful sight to see the tree's dresses. Little drops of dew rest on their leaves, glittering like a web of diamonds, wet gems that light up in the rising sun, such a beautiful sight to see the tree's jewels. A soft, gentle breeze floats through their branches, sweeping and swaying with a graceful air, slowly moving with the wind as it blows, such a beautiful sight to see the trees dance. There you go. Rivka Shapiro. Congratulations, and thank you for that. Very inspiring. Thank you. Uh, Rabbi Oratz, continue to be proud. Thank you. I am, and that was that was really great. And, and what's really great is both Shira, who couldn't be here, um, and Rivka, who is here, are are next generation because both right. both their moms uh, were Brewery graduates. So Amazing. it's really exciting for us. So Rabbi, is my grandmother. And huh? your grandmother, right? How That's do you right. like that? Right. It seems every time we come here, another generation is added. <laughs> it's really we're remarkable. Not get, we're not getting old enough. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Rabbi Oretz, I thank you. And continued Hatzlacha here. Thank you very much. A pleasure to be here. Mazal tov to all the Breweria graduates and, of course, to everybody at Breweria High School. We're here at the JEC. The big dinner is the 17th of June. More coming up right here at JM in the AM.
Welcome the Rosa Zada family. Many of their representatives uh, are here today. And a special Mazel Tov. They have a big event tonight. Uh, David's Bar Mitzvah is happening tonight. He looks ready for it. Uh, so we say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. 60th annual gala, I should say the annual gala for JEC, recognizing the 60th year of excellence of Tights Masifta Academy, happens on the night of June the 17th. Many distinguished honorees at the Venetian <clears throat> on River Drive in Garfield, New Jersey. And speaking of RTMA, the principal of RTMA, Rabbi Peretz Hachbaum, our wonderful friend is here. Rabbi Hachbaum, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Nice to be here. Great to see you again. Appreciate that. Rabbi Hachbaum hobbled his way up here, and despite the uh, fact that he uh, had an aggressive basketball game recently, he still was able to make it to the show, thank God. Well, you know, I went to spring practice with the varsity. Uh, unfortunately, it does not appear that I'm going to be earning a spot on next year's roster. You won't be making the team. Rabbi Shairir Yablonsky, I assume. Hi, good morning. Rabbi Yablonsky is the associate middle school principal here at JEC, and we say good morning to him as well. Uh, all right, so where do we begin? The the SciTech program, I am told, is uh, something that's making quite a... Uh, uh, quite a uh, uh, amount of progress here at RTMA. Explain about Hachbaum what it's all about. Yeah, well, thank God we've really been able to uh, to make a lot of inroads into our STEM uh, SciTech program. We want to thank the people at SIGE, the Center for Initiatives in Jewish Education, who have been uh, sponsoring a lot of the work that we're doing. And a big shout-out to Mrs. Robin Brewer, who's really been spearheading our program this year. Yesterday, the uh, kids in the 8th, 9th, and 10th grade who will participate in different levels of engineering programs this year, had an opportunity to present their projects for the year to their classmates. So they were really excited about everything that they've done, uh, everything from a self-tying shoe to a voice-activated hand. Uh, lots of really cool things going on. Those things actually work. Huh? They really do. It's amazing. You go into the classroom, and a lot of the classrooms here have desks and chairs, and there's two rooms that we've set aside for SciTech, and they have Legos and toys and games, apparently. And somehow the most learning is going on with these hands-on projects. It's really pretty, uh, pretty amazing. It's really incredible. We keep talking about the creativity and ingenuity that this generation has. And you get to see it every single day. It's really remarkable. Um, and it says here there are multiple Gildor wins. What does that mean, uh, Rabbi uh, Yablonski and Rabbi Hachbaum? Is that- well, over the years, we've been invited to come to Eretz Yisrael. Um, ah, our team has made it there. Right. right. there. And this is an actual competition, right? That was a competition. Right. It was a competition. Right, right now, it has, it has transformed into a different program. But our team has made it all the way to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, one time, I became first place or second place in the competition in Eretz right. Yisrael. Unbelievable. All right, Rabbi Hachbaum, the brand-new base medrash program. This is something that's been uh, innovated for 10th through 12th graders. Explain it to our audience. Uh, very interesting uh possibilities that we have with our new Beit Midrash program. Uh, a lot of boys, when they finish the 12th grade, thank God about 95% of our graduates will be continuing on to study in Israel at various yeshivot. And we want to make sure that the boys are ready for a full day of learning at whatever level they're on. 
The Bay Midrash program is designed to have kids, as they move through the grades, begin to experience Chavruta learning, uh, learning together either to prepare a sugya, to make a landing on a piece of Gemara, to look at a Tosvot or a Rishon inside, to review together. They're working in Chavruta, they're working in small Chaburot with the Rabbeim and special Beit Midrash, Shavu Rabbeim, going around to answer their questions and help them work through. But the idea is that kids are really developing those skills to learn independently and more importantly, developing the uh, the real shi'ifa, the real sense of excitement. Wow, we have an opportunity to learn together and put our finger on the place and really plow through. So that's a very exciting new program that we have. The better the skills are once they leave high school, obviously the more desire they're going to have to continue in that area. It's definitely true. There's no doubt that our, our, our boys have been, been leaving RTMA for years prepared, well prepared for the challenges of learning in Israel. But we believe that they'll be even uh, in better shape uh, getting ready for their, their coming year of learning uh, by really having those abilities honed. Uh, when uh, we were told Rabbi Yablonsky is going to be uh, with us today uh, at JM in the AM, there was a note next to his name about time management. And I never thought that this was ever a topic that is addressed when it comes to schooling and education. But it does say that you're known or renowned, rather, for time management and other educational and organizational innovations. At the Torah National Leadership Convention, you spoke on the topic of, I taught it, they seem to have gotten it, but why can't they explain it? Let's do the time management piece first. What's that all about? Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, the time management, we start, start in sixth grade discussing the challenges of time, what's the benefit of being able to balance out your time, making lists, and there's a variety of things that take place and the students get to think about it. In fact, our planners are based around that and they're reviewed to see if they'll be able to balance out their times. It's, it's, it it is, helps a number of students be able to figure out that school is doable and having fun at the same time. I'm just wondering about the age group. I mean, the kids in those grades can can understand and implement a time management uh, program or a, it, yeah. no, no problem, huh? Well, no, no, no I didn't say no, no problem. problem. They have to work on it and they have to think about it. It opens up the possibilities and it actually takes a while. It takes a while, the 6th, 7th, 8th, and going into ninth grade, there has to be more of it taking place and Rabbi Hakim has included that in the ninth grade classes. There, This is a a, a development that has to happen, but it has to happen somewhere, and sometime and someone has to focus on it. And by Hachbaum, time management does not mean that anything important to a student, and I'm being serious, whether it's sports or other extracurricular activities, doesn't mean anything like that has to be eliminated. It's all implemented in their time management. On the schedule. contrary, the more important things like sports and other extracurricular <laughs> activities are, the more important the time management. There's something inherently... Uh, uh, re- requisite if you want to be successful in high school in figuring out that you can't close the books Thursday night, reopen them on Monday, and just, you know, I don't know, watch football all weekend and still somehow pull your A's and go to practice and go to games. So we work hard beginning with freshman year building on the middle school program that Ravi Yablonski leads and uh, really teach the kids how to manage their time, how to plan things out. With finals coming up, we spent a lot of time talking to the boys about making sure that everything's in its place, right. everything's on time, and not to get overwhelmed by the uh, the, the mass, but rather to manage it properly and, uh, and handle it. All right, and uh, Rabbi Yablonski, I taught it. They seem to have gotten it, but why can't they explain it? Most people, I don't know what this topic's about. You'll tell us in a minute, but most people do say that you only know something when you are able to explain it. So what is this topic right, about? Right, right, that's true. It's it, the The summary of it... Really, in one sentence, the word I used was thinking in concentric circles, hard word, mm-hmm. in concentric circles in the could and the should. 
which really means that we're supposed to be able to encourage students to be able to start thinking in many possibilities. I can give you an example, if I may. Sure. Um, it comes from Simon Sinek. I think that's his name. I don't know if you've ever read his book. He has a nice presentation on TED. Um, it's called The Power of Why, or Start with oh, Why. Yeah, yeah Start with Why. Book, actually, yeah. So, like, so I have I have a pen here. I could come to you, and one one approach is this pen here. It's as cushion. It's hard. Right. It writes nice, writes smoothly. We'd like to buy it. And you're going to decide, okay, is this worth it for me? Or I could say, Nachum, you're a very distinguished-looking person. You have a nice logo, and um, I'm sure you do some writing. This will complement you. So the difference between the two is in the what and the why. Understanding that to students, and the students should understand that the different possibilities of questions circle within a circle. Understanding there's details and this gets into the depth of what the person is, and then the possibility of what the could and the should is. What are the possibilities that could happen if you ask this question, or the answers? And by teachers asking questions like that and asking our students to think like that, the depth of understanding gets greater, and then you are able to explain things much better. Very good. I like that. Boy, oh, boy. There's a system to everything, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. All right, before we go on to our student presentation, Rabbi Hoffbaum, uh, it must be extra significant for you that this year's dinner concentrates on RTMA and its history. You're obviously the current principal. Uh, you take great pride in what RTMA stands for. Um, I'm sure you would encourage all the alums who are out there from RTMA to come on the 17th of June. Well, without a doubt, we uh, we look forward to celebrating RTMA at 60, God willing, at the upcoming uh, uh, annual gala dinner. Uh, and we're very fortunate, those of us who are working in the school now, and I don't know all the alum who uh, who came before me or, 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 or went through school before, before I came here, but the fact of the matter is that I'm in a, a very fortunate position because I think the strength of RTMA, one of the best things about it, is it's a venerable institution. RTMA at 60, the yeshiva really has a very, very strong foundation on which to build. And I'm fortunate, together with my colleagues, with Rabbi Yablonsky, Rabbi Newman, Rabbi Sauber, all the Rabbeim and teachers, and let me stop to say hello to them and thank you to them for everything that they do for all of us every day and for the kids. Um, but together, we have an opportunity to build on that foundation of RTMA at 60, and it's a very transformational time for the school. And take the 60 years that we've built upon and, and, and become such a uh, foundational institution within uh, the community and really even transform it and turn it into a place of 21st century learning with project-based learning, with chesed activities, with uh, STEM, with uh, uh, new uh, Judaic electives. So all of the new ideas that we're bringing to bear built on this foundation really put us in a very exciting place. And uh, with God's help, it's really an exciting time, a tremendous time to, to be elevating the education and to be part of the JC family. Well, and I'm glad you said this with our tights here in, at our show, and I recognize him because it, it, this is so unique in my opinion. Uh, you get to institutions in our community that are quote-unquote older, and you say to yourself, you know, how is it possible that they could be current, that they could be with it, so to speak? And here you have a tremendous foundation, obviously, as you just cited. And, and in addition to that, in 2015, a school that's on the cutting edge when it comes to technology and everything else that you expect in this era. So it is an amazing com uh, combination. Uh, everyone's invited to the dinner, thejec.org, for reservations. And we are going to go now to a Bar Mitzvah boy, uh, David Rosazada. David Rosazada is here, and he has a, a big Bar Mitzvah. Mazel tov, David. Thank you, Nachal. You're ready for the big event tonight? Yep. All right. We can't wait to celebrate with you and the entire family. But today, this morning, you've been asked 
to read an award-winning poem that you wrote as part of the uh, a competition that we cited earlier. So why don't you go ahead and do that for our listeners. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read the last stanza of my poem. What's the name of the poem, by the way? Um, Better Than Gold. Better Than Gold. Trees are important for so many reasons. They have tons of uses throughout all the seasons. Trees produce fruit and give us paper and fuel. They help us keep calm and help us keep cool. Arbor Day should be celebrated by the young and the old. Trees are more precious and valuable than gold. Nice. There it is. David Rosazada Mazal Tov, and best to your entire family, and thank you for joining us this morning as uh, we have been uh, uh, um, sprinkling in some of the students this morning, especially those who are recognized for the Union County Poetry Competition. Rabbi Hachman, Rabbi Yablonsky, excellent. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for inviting us. Great seeing you. Continued success to RTMA and JEC. More coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
in the AM. That, that, that's part of that brand new selection from David Perlman and Company, Imatem Mishamrim. And uh, we will get to it in, in its entirety this week, I uh, can almost guarantee. Uh, but we have some amazing guests here at JEC as we continue to speak about the annual gala coming up on the 17th of June at the Venetian here in New Jersey. And this year, specifically celebrating 60 years of excellence at the Rav Tights Masifta Academy, it is an honor to welcome Rabbi Tights to the airwaves. Welcome, and thank you for welcoming us here again to JEC. It is our pleasure. We, have been, we certainly have been hearing you and working with you I for the past 30 years or yeah. so. It's been a while, and I thank you, Rabbi Tights. Can you take us back, and I know we have very limited time, but can you take us back 60 years when the decision had to be made that a boys' yeshiva high school had to be established here? I can take you back. Of course, I wasn't even here. I was learning in Eretz Yisrael at the time. And it was my father father's decision that we grow beyond, started growing beyond the sixth grade, right. 62 years ago. Right. And then 60 years ago, the start of the high school. And it was an effort. Main, one of the main efforts was getting students because we were an unaccredited high school. The state of New Jersey at that time still accredited private schools. It no longer does. But they wouldn't accredit them until there was a graduating class, and we were getting on a class at a time. All right. They were guaranteed that their sons would graduate from the accredited high school, and Baruch Hashem, three years later, that promise was kept, and the rest is history. It's amazing. And uh, it was not an era that was... Uh, uh, it, it was not an era where, the, where Jewish education was taken as seriously as it is today. So it was... It, was it wasn't a- taken as seriously, and not for as long. Right. Uh, we had to play down our eighth grade graduation. We didn't even call it a graduation. We <laughs> called it a commencement. So as not to give the students the idea that they had finished anything. And it was a battle each year to try to maintain, retain as many as possible into the school. I keep them in yeshiva. Today, Baruch Hashem, it's 100% and uh, it's taken for granted that eighth grade is not enough and that even high school is not enough. No question about it. Rabbi Tights invites everybody to the annual gala on the 17th of June at the Venetian. It'll be a special tribute to the 60 years of RTMA, the Rav Tights Masifta Academy. It is always a pleasure seeing you, and thank you so much thank for being you. here Thank you. Just one thing. Sure. You asked me to, take, to go back 60 years. Right. We had the cooperation of the... My father had the cooperation of the Rabbonim of the area. I must single out among them. Uh, your father's attorney of Rachel was for the Masifta and especially for the Bruria was one of the guiding forces to help us get going I greatly appreciate that thank you so much Rabbi Taitz uh, Rabbi Taitz uh, invites everyone to be there on the 17th of June the JEC.org the JEC.org I want to take this opportunity to thank our staff here including ZK behind the camera if you're watching at NahumSiegel.com I want to thank Jamie Rohr who is our uh uh, newest staff member, and this morning is doing a stellar job on social media, all of our social media sites, which you're familiar with, plus, of course, uh, the JEC, which is on Facebook and Twitter. And um, a big thank you to Barry Wachholder, Majestic Catering, for coming early this morning, providing a delicious breakfast for everybody here. It's much appreciated. And a, a special thank you to the crowd that's gathered here at JEC. People see on camera just us up here, but uh, there's a nice crowd of students that has gathered, and we greatly appreciate you guys being here. Plus, Dr. Hirschhorn is here, and as I told him, it's his emails about this radio show that keep me going on a daily basis. I thank him very, very much. Let's lift that a drop, and we'll introduce Wayne Greenberg and Shana White. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Wayne is accompanied by his son, RTMA 10th grader. Your son's name is Max. Where's Max? Good morning. Good morning, Max. How are you? Good. How are you? 
And uh, Shana Weitz is here, accompanied by her son Yehuda, who's an 11th grader at RTMA. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for being here today. Uh, both, of course, parents, as we just made obvious, and both are part of the annual dinner committee. Am I right? One of the most fun jobs of the year I, I is when you are informed that you are now a member of the dinner committee. Wayne, am I right? I can't think of a more exciting <laughs> thing to be informed of. Uh, it is one of the best announcements of the year. A wonderful revelation that uh, you get to be on the dinner committee. I, I can't. I can't really express my excitement for it. But in, in all seriousness, um, I, I realize that uh, I'm, I'm also an, an alumnus, and right. I graduated 30 years ago. So I really will urge all uh, my fellow graduates from 30 years ago. Uh, and everyone in between to please come and join us. It's really going to be an exciting evening. Uh, we've had some new initiatives for the programming, and uh, it looks like the honorees will really fill the room. And we hope that everyone will uh, feel the excitement as uh, I'm sure the dinner committee does. Yeah, yeah, you have great honorees, and we'll speak about them in a minute. We should also mention that RTMA's Got Talent and the CMH Nias are all part of the program. It, it's something that turns out to be a big night of celebration. And I'm sure, and I would hope, as you and Shana speak to people about the upcoming dinner, that the uh, that the alumni are as excited as they seem to be with the alumni initiative that's going on. They seem to be uh, have really perked up over the last couple of years in terms of getting involved with the school. I hope you're feeling the same when you speak with them about the dinner. Definitely, definitely. Very, everybody's very excited, and also especially when they had the, the alumni nights out. Right. It was very exciting to see, you know, friends and people just coming out again, just, you know, in support for the school, which is so nice. It's, it was a nice new initiative. What does it mean to you that RTMA is now 60 years old? Uh, it means that uh, I guess I'm growing older as well, <laughs> and I guess I'm growing through uh, through the years. But I, 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 you know, as I remember and as I see uh, my son going through school, uh, there are so many new things. Uh, I guess in today's world of education, uh, that are building just on the uh, foundations that we had many, many years ago, but really moving forward with the world of technology and. Uh, just the, the, the smaller world in which we live, uh, as large as it may be, it really becomes so much smaller with uh, the initiatives that they have in the classroom, uh, as well as the extracurricular activities, and it's really, it's fun for me to watch him go through school as well. And, and when we explored earlier this morning, and, and so many people are familiar with this at their own schools, the guidance department, the college guidance department. I mean, departments that did, that did not or very barely existed when people like you and I were in school are now such full-fledged departments taken so seriously and really there to help guide the students to the next step and help them through the entire process. It really is amazing. Right. With uh, I, I know uh, Dr. Perlman with right. the guidance, um, Mr. Glasser, Mr. Frank, and uh, Rabbi Parnas, who uh, really heads up as far as the RTMA uh, Israel guidance department, uh, they were um, really so helpful with my son Avery, who graduated last year, who's uh, coming home from Eretz Yisrael shortly. Uh, really, with placing him in uh, um, a yeshiva that really fit his needs, and uh, moving forward to where he's going to be uh, going to uh, college next year. Very nice. All right, Max is a wrestler. That's what we're told. Where's Max? What does it mean, award-winning wrestling team? What awards did the wrestling team win? Trophies. We did win. they win? Tournaments? Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys did great this year, huh? We did. They, <laughs> he's very matter of fact about this, I see. <laughs> Wayne, is he a great wrestler? Uh, I think that uh, the yeah. team is made up of, of uh, a lot of great wrestlers. There you go. It really is. All right. And uh, what would you say about the RTMA experience in general? I love it. There he is, a man of a few words, but he's got his point across. Now, Shana, your son, uh, Yehuda, who's with you, ran the Miami High Lifeline Marathon, and I heard did very well in terms of fundraising for it. He did very well in terms of fundraising and his timing, and he was the only student from the school who went, so right, I'm very the, proud. What was the time? 2.14.01. That's the half marathon? Yeah. 2.14? I was aiming at 2.30. Well, for people who didn't train. Um... <laughs> Why, you didn't train at all? No. It was a big mistake, but I <laughs> still accomplished it, and I got 2.14. Wow. What's your best time? 2.10. 2.10 is Miriam Wallach's best time <laughs> in the half marathon. All right. <laughs> now you have another goal to go for for next year. And how did you, when you were fundraising forward, were people into the cause? Were they ready to uh, come forward and sponsor you? Yeah, I feel like if, like over the past couple of years, I, I just like raised with my brothers just for the fun of it. But like this year, I raised it for my cousin Aliza in Israel. Um, so people like have more an idea of like what what you're like raising for what your purpose was yeah very nice Shane I'm sure you're very proud I am very very proud well there you have it couple of RTMA students with their parents this morning Wayne Greenberg and Shana White you're both part of the dinner committee for the 17th we're gonna get to the honorees a little later on with some of our guests but please encourage everybody to be there on the 17th of course of yes, course very important to come all right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Pleasure you. having you. Uh, the JEC.org is the website. Reservations, information, etc. The JEC.org. And it's at the Venetian in Garfield, New Jersey, which is a great location. Um, reminding everybody that today is the day of unity as designated by the families of the three boys in Israel. Everybody is encouraged to participate in the day of unity by simply encouraging uh, people of all ages to concentrate on what unites us and not, God forbid, what divides us. Want to take this opportunity to uh, wish a Mazel Tov to Rabbi and Rebetzin Newberger in Bergenfield, the congregation Beth Abraham. Their big dinner is this week, and we say Mazel Tov to them as they uh, are recognized for their incredible leadership in the Bergenfield community and beyond. Um, congratulations and Mazel Tov. And um, I, I want to take this opportunity, if I may. I want to. Last night I had the privilege and pleasure of participating in an amazing simcha. Uh, I want to I want to wish a Mazda to the Mailer and Somer families. The Mailer family is from Denver, Colorado, and the Somer family is from Memphis, Tennessee. And both families from these two areas of the United States gathered in the New York area last night at the Rockley Country Club to celebrate the wedding of um, a Benji Mailer and a Shoshana Somer. And it was just an incredible celebration. I want to thank our Entitlebaum and Yisrael Lamb and. Uh, the entire orchestra for including me in the big celebration last night, and uh, it, it was it was unique having these uh, two out of town communities converge together in New York with all their friends and relatives from this area, and a special Mazel Tov to the Mailer family from Denver who are uh, incredibly uh, well known for their leadership in the Denver community, and uh, have been for a very long time. I was speaking to. Um, one of the members of the Freed uh, family from out in Denver last night, and uh, he was telling me just how incredible the Mailers are. So a very, very special Mazel Tov to the Mailers and to the Somers from all of us here at JM&AM. And Shlaimi Daskal, who's always remarkable 
He was the lead singer at the chuppah and during the reception. And he went ahead at the request of the kala, at the request of Shoshana, and uh, turned a Kol Brahma selection that we're really, we're really familiar with to Asher Bara. She wanted the Kol Brahma tune, but didn't necessarily want those words as she was walking down. So he turned into a beautiful Asher Bara, and as usual, usual he was quite incredible. So a big Mazda from all of us here at JM in the AM. More coming up. We're live at JEC in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. <laughs> Lo yish de vurim unoi chi Gamit moi, gamishil shoi Gayin vurim paroi zuk der boire Moishe zuk dich kenish dichob moire Lo yish de vurim unoi chi Bachshefet ich bin nisch gemacht vor dem Menschen schrecken fing geben sich an F Er hat die Kischere, er darf es doch treffen. Er sucht Leuch, der Wurm und Leuchi. Aber bei ihm liegt es die versteckt in ihm. Oi, 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 Dios, Dios, Tachalan. Comes from Mati Illo. It's a brand new CD entitled Machshavos, and that's called Lo Ish here at JM in the AM. I was told yesterday that uh, uh, here at the JEC they have the distinction of uh, having David Lowy, the singer that so many people know out there, David Lowy being an alum of JEC. And when I heard that, I said we've got to make sure to include one of his selections this morning here at JM. The AM said so David Lowy, who's a proud alum of JEC, and they're proud to have him out there on the Jewish music scene. Here he is with his uh, tune entitled Ata Imadi. This is JM in the AM. Lo <laughs> 
Oh, 
Bonus there, not only the David Lowy song Atayi Madi, but his Mehera, the duet with uh, A.B. Rottenberg as well. David Lowy is an alum of JEC. And Rabbi Tights is here. I think he's also an alum of JEC, if I'm not mistaken. You're mistaken. I am mistaken. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> but it's a pleasure to welcome you here. Rabbi Eliyahu Tights, of course, is the associate dean. Rabbi Chaim Marcus joins us. Rabbi Marcus is the rabbi of Congregation Israel in Springfield, New Jersey, member of the Brewery of Faculty. Rabbi Marcus, great to have you here as well. Thanks, Nachum. Things are doing great in Springfield, I hear. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem is right. A community that... I don't know, in our day, there was not much in Springfield, and now it's growing it's like crazy. Small, yeah. I know, now it's growing like crazy. So Baruch Hashem, obviously, it has great leadership. Rabbi Tights, the dinner is coming up on the 17th of June. Yes. And it's a wonderful opportunity for people, whether they're alumni or not, to pay tribute to an incredible institution. JEC has been here. We had an opportunity to speak with your father, with Rabbi Tights, just a few minutes ago about the history of the high school and how important it was to get... Uh, the uh, the JEC to expand when it came to 62 and then 60 years ago. And all this will uh, be recognized at the Venetian on June the 17th at the big annual gala. Uh, everyone is encouraged to be there. Reservations, thejec.org. And Ryan Marcus can speak to a, a, a specific uh, set of honorees uh, that are going to be at the dinner, but I'll ask you to uh, help me with some of the others as well. You'll be honoring uh, Rabbi Mordechai Tukarski right. that evening. Um, Rabbi Chaim... Strachler. Strachler. They're both being recognized as distinguished alumni. Anything you want to tell us about uh, these two? Ra- uh, Rabbi Tukarski was uh, one of the first uh, of the batch of Russian students to come over. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know if he's going to be embarrassed by my saying this, but when he was here in school, he was known as Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> as everybody from Russia was. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And he's gone on, you know, for building on the foundation here to, to wonderful things with Rage. He's right. got a great organization dealing with the... Uh, Jews of the former Soviet Union and trying to get them, you know, the next wave that came, waves that came later. Correct. Uh, in general, was there a big Russian Jewish population here at that time? Like, yeah. In JEC. In JEC. I don't yeah. remember that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and and Rabbi Strachler, as you mentioned, anything to Rabbi Strachler, you know, he's always bright, you know, genius, you know. Road scholar. Simple as that, huh? <laughs> that's it. That's it. enough said. <laughs> so all those accomplishments will be recognized at the dinner. Absolutely. And Dr. Brian and Shoshana Allen are being recognized as parents of the year that Nancy, night. They're a wonderful couple. A wonderful family. Their children are wonderful, too. Uh, Shoshana, I remember her when she was in Berea. Um just, you know, wonderful people. All right, so all these folks are Great supporters. Uh, among the honorees on the 17th. And Rabbi uh, Marcus, you're very familiar with the Block family. Howard and Charlotte Block are, go- are going to receive the Lave Tove Award, and it was pointed out earlier that that's a very appropriate title for their award. Yeah, no, absolutely, Malcolm. The Blocks are uh, pillars of our community, and they actually have been living in Springfield for decades, but before that they started in Elizabeth. Rav Tights uh, was their Masada Kiddushin, <laughs> And uh, the blocks, um, unfortunately, have never been blessed with children, but they recognize that their legacy is in supporting Torah and supporting Jewish children having that opportunity to learn. 
And that's the Leif Tov, really just good-hearted, seeing the future, Roas Hanolot. And both today and in future years, for generations to come, they will have Jewish children who will benefit. Learning in their memories, for sure. uh, All because of them. So again, a recognition to to the rabbis who are being honored, to to the Block family, the Allen family, everybody who's being recognized that night. And we'll talk more about the dinner in a moment. Uh, You, Rabbi Marcus, are a member of the Berea faculty, and you've been there for how many years? Been there for 13 years. For 13 years? As I like to say on uh, the when, you know, the open house, you know, I don't know if you remember, Nachum, there used to be commercial hair club for men. <laughs> I'm not talking about that, although I could. But the guys, you know, at the end said, you know, I'm not just the president, I'm, I'm a client. Right. Every year at Open House of Berea, I tell everyone, I'm not just a teacher here. I believe in Berea. My wife is an alumnus. She went from the west side to Berea every day. My sister from Staten Island, a sister-in-law from Teaneck. And now I have two daughters in Berea, one graduating in a couple of weeks. And it's just an amazing place. Rabbi, Rabbi Oretz is really following in the footsteps of Mrs. Newman. No question. no question. Great, great school. Uh, and I don't know, there's something unique about the Yeshiva High Schools for Girls in our community in general. I think each one of them has a unique personality. A unique for sure. What is it that distinguishes Berea? Why, why do they, like others, enjoy such a great reputation? I'll tell you, one thing about Berea, I say, like, each of my two daughters in the school, very, very different, but Bruya, the teachers really care. It's an amazing thing. And they're metapel with them, with each girl. Ba'asher Haim Sham, and it runs the spectrum. And I'll tell you, I have students every year that push me in terms of ideas of machshava, philosophy of halacha, brilliant, brilliant students, and discussing it on the very highest level, working with them, and students who want to know more of the basics of halacha, just how to live, and really Bruya caters to everyone. Sounds like our Marcus Amazing. likes going to school every day. Oh, yeah. That's what it twice sounds a week, like. Twice a week. Twice a week. Oh, twice a week. All right. Uh, Rabbi sure. Taitz, at the event... Uh, I think this says it all, as far as I'm concerned. On the night of the 17th, aside from paying tribute to the honorees, and you'll hear messages, obviously, etc., and a lot of good spirit, but there are two things going on that night that I think exemplifies the JECM. This is it. This yeah. is it. You set it up for me perfectly. First, RTMA is going through their incredible RTMA Got Talent uh, search process. It's going on right now. That's why one of the reasons why we didn't invite any specific act to be here today because they're still going through this competition. The winner will be exhibited, will be able to perform that right. night. And we have no idea what that means yet. We don't know what kind of talent it'll be, but, but that'll be that night. Obviously, we're Hopefully it's not the fire jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be, that'll be a night uh, that you'll be able to see the creativity of RTMA. While at the same time, there's a special CM Mishnayis in honor of RTMA's 60th anniversary that will culminate that evening. Right. Obviously, the school the faculty, the students have been very involved in this project as well. And alumni. And alumni as well, right. Signed up as well. So these two basically sum it all up, would That's you it. say? <laughs> from, from, from the two sides, the Torah and, uh, and the world. 100%. And uh, everyone's going to be able to enjoy it that evening. And sometimes, I'm sure when you announced this, you didn't know what the response would be. And, right. and, and it sounds like everyone's it's, gotten it's into it. It's done very well, yeah. For to see a Mishnayas and probably the other as well. I'm sure there were many skeptical students if this would be a program, the talent competition, that would be worthwhile. But they didn't know how seriously we were going to take it Correctly, either. Correctly, uh, correct rather, and sure enough, it ends yeah. up being a competition that's going to be recognized that night. So it's going to be a fun evening. It, I, I was there a couple of years back, and it's always a very high-spirited affair. Everybody out there, come and enjoy at the Venetian in Garfield, New Jersey, as JEC celebrates, but specifically they pay tribute to 60 years of RTMA, the Rough Tights Pacifica Academy, with tributes to all the honorees. There's a phone number for information at 908-355-4850. That's 908-355-4850. Use extension 6248 for the dinner 
and um, uh, finally the website at thejc.org. I would be remiss if I would let you go without asking about any new developments or achievements, anything you want to mention to us since we've spoken a year ago? Um, the, this year uh, we had uh, 17 of our students get uh, YU Honors scholarships. That's a big number. It's a very big number. Nine from Berea and eight from RTMA, eight out of 48 boys. That's an enviable percentage. That's a very nice percentage. Yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, we're very proud of that, proud of uh, the education that RTMA supplies and provides. And we're looking forward to the next 60 years. Thank you both for joining me Absolutely. today. Rabbi Taitz, Rabbi Marcus, there they are. Wonderful people and great, as you heard, uh, uh, fans of what's going on at RTMA at JEC. More coming up at JM in the AM. Oh, actually, it's a quarter before 9 o'clock. Maybe we should go straight to our next segment. Are we doing that? What are, you tell me. We're going here? Okay. We're going to head to some of our musical selection and then come back with our final segment here at JM in the AM. My gosh. When we surround ourselves with faculty and students who are enthusiastic about school, the morning just flies by. It's as simple as that. Here's Nochi Krohn at JM in the AM. When we did the show from Breweria, our last segment was a very, very high-spirited one with like 60 students uh, who had some, I don't know, big rally cry, I remember, at that time, which was a great way to end the show. And last year also, I remember we had a great show here that ended on a real high note. And when I saw Mora Heather Leibowitz with her collection of different things to show us, I said, oh, boy, this show is also going to be ending on a big high note. I will introduce her and our special guests in a moment. Good, uh, A good opportunity for me to thank ZK, who's behind the camera. You can see everything going on at 
nachomsegel.com. The uh, archive of the video will be up at, on our website later on, nachomsegel.com. And I thank those who are listening around the world on the NSN app. And uh, I thank everybody who's uh, tuned into the show uh, through whatever uh, means you're listening. Rabbi Shlomo Schwartz is here, principal of uh, the JC Yeshiva here in Elizabeth, New Jersey, the elementary school. Rabbi Schwartz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us again. We uh, appreciate pleasure. it. Pleasure. Nice to reunite with you. Mara Heather Leibowitz, the aforementioned, the early childhood faculty member and a JEC alum herself. She's here. Yes, thank you so much for having us. A uh, pleasure. Welcome to the show. And we will get to some of the students who are here uh, in just a few minutes as well. All right, um, I got to start with Mora Heather Leibowitz because I want to make sure we get this in because I'm watching the clock. <laughs> you said to me that you have the robot with you. Yes, this now, is this is the robot that does what? This is the robot that does anything um, possible that our primer children can program. It could move forward, backwards, it could spin, it could light up. There's some special little other features that we can do. Um, it's just to open up their minds to extended thinking and to make them like engineers of the future. And every time the box comes out or it's on the table or they see the cart coming down the hallway, their eyes light up. And they're like, it's Kibo time. Look, we're going to do the robot. I mean, when the first came to us to tell us that we're going for robot training, my first thought was, oh my gosh, R2-D2 is coming to my room. And I was so excited. I thought like we'd be having like little robots walking around the room, like teaching them how to read or to like hold the, t- hold the pencil correctly. And when the box came out, we're like, oh, that's what it is. You, but know, like, in my, you know, in my day, coloring books were sufficient. You know yeah, that, right? I hear you. I had the same thing. But All right. So how does this work, especially for people watching? How does this thing work? Um, the children uh, program almost like a sentence. We compare it to having a capital letter to start and a punctuation at the end. And they can choose different types of uh, directions to move in, forward, to spin, turn left. And then as more they are more technology sufficient than we are, they proficient than we are, they... Um, Turn it on. Oh, and then it follows the order. And then it follows the order. And it's like scanning at the supermarket, and they have to make sure that each one of it, each, you know, barcode scans properly, and they have to hold it, and they have to try it. If it doesn't work, that's okay for them because it's just showing them that, you know what, hey, things don't work. We have to go back and rethink what we were doing. And, you know, they're doing Awesome. This actually is one of our projects that we're doing presently in class because we were just finishing learning about the metamorphosis of a butterfly. And um, they're trying to program it to move, like, forward to spin. I'm going to program – I'm going to – actually, you can try it. Yeah, you think I can try no, it. No, you could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. I could barely barcode anything when I check out a CVS. How yeah, do I do this? It'll be great. <laughs> just start with the green and end with the what red. What do I do? I just do this? Just – and it has to be, like – it has to go green. Yep. Well, look at this. I'm like a real scientist. It's like a way, you know. I'm going to have to ask you to do it. I'm not not having any luck with this at all. Even ZK shaking his head. Can't believe you actually asked me to do that. Are you kidding? Not a chance. So that's the robot among the early childhood uh, pieces of equipment that are now used in this era of 2015. Pretty amazing. Um, while um, while the mower does that, Rabbi Schwartz, could you tell us about the STEM innovations? We keep talking about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Could you tell us how that's been implemented in the elementary school? So one example is certainly Kibo. What's right. beautiful about the Kibo is that it does not merely teach the kids about coding, which is the key to future job growth. Uh, if you look, there's a statistic that says that the students who are graduating now um, are used to the professions that we have, such as accounting or, or uh, becoming attorneys or right. going into medicine. 
the students who are entering school now, it's a class of 2030, 75% of the jobs that they will hold haven't been invented yet, according to the research. And so much of that is based on science and technology, but it's based on flexible thinking. And what this does is it promotes the students' individual growth, the ability to adapt, the ability to work in partnership, and the team building and socio-emotional uh, development that comes out of being able to work in groups and teams is so crucial to the growth of the whole child. Unbelievable. Yeah. 2030, whoever even thinks like that, yeah. that, that's, that that group of students will, will completely not be able to relate to what we're going through today yeah, when yeah. it comes to the workforce. All right, Murray, hit the button. What are we going to do? Oh, there it is. This is the robot carrying out, if you're watching on the video, this is the robot carrying out all the commands that it has been given <laughs> by Mora Heather Leibowitz uh, here as an early childhood faculty member at JEC. Pretty amazing. And it just follows directions, and the kids see the the product of its uh, of, of their own programming, of their own coding. Pretty remarkable. We have four students here who are going to be reading a creative poem that was written collaboratively by all grades in the elementary division in honor of the holiday of Shavuos. A lot of poetry here this morning at JEC that we are interspersing. The students... And this is the uh, order of appearance that they'll be on. Alicia, is it Giande? Is that the right pronunciation? Alicia Giande. Where's Alicia? Good morning, Alicia. We have Ariella Konigsberg. Good morning, Ariella. We have Naftali Ferdi. Good morning, Naftali. And we have Aliza Walsman. Good morning, Aliza. Alicia, Ariella, Naftali, and Aliza will now read and put the, just like we put together through coding this robot, they'll put together this poem uh, together at JM in the AM. Take it away, guys. Matan Torah. Awesome, joyful, amazing, exciting, shocking. Receiving our precious gift, Torah. Unity, connected, warm, loving, sharing, caring. B'nai Israel as one. Friendship. Limud Torah. Incredible, exciting, educating, learning, listening, staying up all night learning, to- learning Torah. David HaMelech. Powerful. Brave, ruling, caring, leading, speaking words of wisdom, David HaMelech. There you have it. A collaborative effort. Yes, Rabbi. You guys were amazing. I would like to give a special shout-out to our sixth-grade girls who will be brilliant students in a couple of weeks and who came to cheer on Aliza and all the others. Today, you can always depend on the sixth grade girls to for a little bit of a uh, of some spirit and inspiration, huh? Our uh, sixth grade girls actually have been part of a unique leadership initiative this year, where they work together with early childhood students. Again, this whole notion of creating a community unity, as Ariella mentioned in the poem, where they crafted their own. Uh, books uh, similar to Bernstein Bear or Dr. Seuss and they had the opportunity to illustrate it focusing on a specific Midat and then they had the opportunity to go into the early childhood classrooms and read these books to our youngest students they're uh, utilizing students as teachers 100% and it's showing how they can pay it forward and how they can relate we had a beautiful video series a window into the yeshiva uh, that uh, just went out over the last couple of weeks, highlighting some of these aspects. But this whole notion of being able to integrate the learning and to be able to foster the spirit, not just of Limitora, 
but of living Torah and loving Torah. To quote the mantra of Rav Pinchas Taitzach is truly what we stand for. No question about it. A couple of things I wanted to cover that I was asked, that I was uh, alerted to in advance. Social emotional learning. Now, what is that? Social emotional learning is addressing the whole child. We are not teaching subjects. We are teaching students. And the way, as I've said on the air before, the way to a child's mind is through the child's heart. If the children all know that we are there for them and that we are supporting them in their learning and we can help them overcome their challenges, as Maura Heather said with the coding as an example, it's okay to make mistakes if we're there to catch them and to be able to foster a sense of security, a sense of belonging, and a sense of knowing that uh, you are able to uh, move forward in school in in an environment where you have the optimal ability to grow as an individual. And it's really so crucial for all of us. How does that play its way into the curriculum? One example is the leadership training that we just mentioned. Um, Winding it into the curriculum, Kibo, where there's a team building activity. Our fifth grade boys this year did a project uh, that we labeled roller coaster physics. The, the notion behind it, though, is, again, team building. They had to all build roller coasters and see how they could adapt it uh, to prove certain scientific principles of physics. But the main goal behind it uh, that the teacher really wanted to achieve was showing how they can work collaboratively in teams. If you look at some of the studies about the most effective workplaces today, in fact, it's that ability to collaborate. And they've done studies uh, of graduates of Ivy League schools saying that it is those who are most adept socially, as well as having, obviously, the requisite intellectual skills, who succeeded, not those with the highest GPA. Because, again, that ability to look beyond yourself and to be able to understand people for what they are and to be able to work with them together. And after all, that is the core of uh, the Derech that we need to build any pillars of growth going forward. It is amazing what's going on in Jewish education, I'll tell you that much. Mora Heather, do you sometimes marvel at the fact that you're now teaching the class of 2030? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, every day I can't imagine the technology that they're going to have and that they're going to be able to share with their generation yeah, what of the, the future. What are the teachers of tomorrow going to have to know in order to get into the classroom? I don't know. The, my children are able to program and do a lot more things technologically as well as my own children that I can't even like think of. Yeah, that's true. The new generation always seems to adjust. You yeah, know? very quickly. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank Maura Heather Leibowitz. Thank you for being here My today. My pleasure. And um, uh, Rabbi Shlomo Schwartz, principal here at the JC, the elementary school in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Always a pleasure to speak thank to you. Thank you very much. We appreciate the opportunity. And congratulations to all those who are moving on, whether it be the sixth grade girls you mentioned or others who are... Who are graduate? You know, it is June, Rabbi Schwartz. You know that. This is graduation season. You know that. Most certainly. This is a time to transition to the next step, the next stage. And we say mazal tov to all the students that are doing so here at JEC. And I want to, I want to acknowledge Mr. Glazer who's here. And I'm sure he's very upset that I'm acknowledging him. But after all, after all, the Yankees won last night, which means not only is he in a good mood, but he's showing <laughs> off that good mood to everybody. Because he's, yes, Mr. Glazer. Yes. We're still working on it, Bruria. Mr. Glazer just reminded me to remind everybody that they're collecting one and a half million pennies, and this is uh, in memory of those children that were murdered during the Holocaust, right? And that money's going to be used for a cause that's going to emphasize life uh, in our community. So big yeshikov to you on that. Achain of Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. want to take this opportunity to thank everybody here, including Miriam L. Wallach and ZK and Jamie Rohr and uh, all those who are so instrumental in helping us put the show together. A special shout-out to Adina Abramoff.
Every year I say the same thing at 9 o'clock. Every year I say the same thing at 9 o'clock. If you give us good guests and good material to work with, we're going to have an amazing visit to JEC. And Adina guaranteed that again, so I thank you very, very much. And a special shout-out to Mayor Fernig of the J&M staff who's here this morning. And to everybody for tuning in and being part of this great radio show. I want to thank Stan. Stan is in our studio. I want to give Stan a big refuah shlema. That means you have a speedy recovery, Stan. And thanks for making it in today and for being part of this team on a regular basis. It's much appreciated. Check out our social media sites for information about everything that's been going on today. And, of course, uh, JEC has a Facebook page, facebook.com slash JEC. Make sure to be at the dinner, whether you're an alum or not. Make sure to be at the dinner on the 17th of June when the JEC Annual Gala celebrates this incredible accomplishment of 60 years of excellence of the Rav Tites Masifta Academy. We're talking about incredible Jewish history here and an incredible Jewish presence uh, present as well in what's happening at the Rav Tites Masifta Academy. It's happening at the Venetian in New Jersey that night. Mazal tov to all the honorees. Go to the JEC. Till tomorrow, it's Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.